0: What the fuck is going on in our country?
1: Yeah. Nothing like Just some cyclical shit. It'll pass. You ever check out a website called Crime Thing? No. Oh, you gotta check that out.
2: Is it something I should be using uh, Tor with, or is it good? Ah, uh, fuck it, man. Who cares? You know what I mean? Yep.
1: It's one of their websites. Oh,
2: no way.
1: And then another one to check out, which is the sister site is called it's dot Oh, you're
2: going to. Yeah, you know you're going to put us on the on the Antifa list, which I'm actually not having a problem with. So huh.
1: you want me to go there? I have a crazy theory.
2: Yeah. I mean, oh yeah. When we
0: start recording I do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Why well, do you guys have Jack Wagons or anything you uh, specifically come to mind?
2: Oh, well, yeah. you know, Nancy Pelosi, I think is <laughs> yeah. a funny one with yeah. the hair salon. That's... She's just a And that's the easiest way to put it. Um, so <laughs> that, you know, that's that that's that's it on a bumper sticker. Don't let me spit into the mic. Oh, <laughs>
3: <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> oh shit. All right, cool. Let's get this party started, man. Leadheads, we are back with another episode of the Talking Lead Podcast, and uh, this is going to be a good one. This is just a rap session. Called a couple of my good buddies in for this show, and uh, we're just going to vent. This is a venting episode, I think, I'm going to call it. Uh, we don't talk politics a lot on this show. Very, Very rarely do we talk politics, but... I uh, just wanted to get a couple of my cool buddies on that, that are very aware of uh, of what's going on in this country, uh, current events, uh, very astute with history, and uh, I think they're going to bring a good perspective to me and help me get a grasp and maybe get some of my sanity back uh, on what's going on and, and how to deal with it. Uh, so with that said, I'm going to introduce my good buddy... Brian Keeney from Occam Defense Solutions up in uh, uh, the Idaho area. The Great
2: White North. Great White
0: North. Brian, welcome in. Thank you. Kind of a last-minute addition. I didn't know if you'd be available or not, and I didn't want to bother you, but uh, I'm glad Jay took the reins and called you up. So welcome in.
2: This is way better than being responsible and doing paperwork, so super stoked <laughs> to, uh, to have an excuse to procrastinate. I uh, hope apologies. we're
0: not but, in, interfering with your uh, production work, because I know you guys are, are killing it up there. You're just beast cranking out those AKs.
2: The, well, we're trying. It's a weird time, but uh, we're still the luckiest we've ever been in the world, so I'm, I'm feeling grateful to be here.
0: There you go. And then uh, connecting through from Idaho to Tennessee, where I'm at, Uh, We're going to beeline down to Florida to our good buddy Jay with the League of Pirates. We've had Jay on the show before, and uh, hopefully, you guys have started following him on Instagram. And, uh, you know, he's got some great information that he posts there Uh, deep thought kind of stuff. And uh, we're going to pick his brain tonight, too. So, my good buddy Jay down in Florida with the League of Pirates, ladies and gentlemen.
1: Love to you. It's a pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Ryan, pleasure as always, sir. Oh it's, yeah,
0: uh,
1: we can uh, talk a little crap and you know shit post on the podcast.
0: T- t- <laughs> <you> know, hopefully <laughs> That's we what can, I do. We can talk through this and make some sense of it all and, and maybe our listeners you know give them a little better understanding, maybe some resources that they can go to and uh, and get good solid information for their critical thinking exercises, not just taking one source but uh, sourcing. Uh, many different references for uh, for your knowledge. Well, so, that's
1: ultimately what our goal always is is to broaden people's minds and get them off the railway and um, walking on their own.
0: Well, and and hopefully we can you know get that going here. And and I need a you know I I know that, but sometimes I get in a rut and I need to get pushed out of that rut. So I'm counting on you too to get me out of that rut because I've just been in a just a fucking funk lately that I just I hate and I need to get out of it so I'm counting on you two tonight well
1: I have some answers you might not like those answers
4: but (laughs) I I do have some suggestions on that
0: very good and I know Brian will
4: too Heath likes everything about the great outdoors. He's a lot like us. Whether we're bow hunting in the back country or plinking in the backyard, we want to enjoy each experience to the fullest. Kel-Tec's 22 caliber P17 is Heath's go-to pistol for a good time on the range, on the trail, and anywhere in between. Weighing in at only 14 ounces with a full magazine, its compact size makes it easy to conceal or tuck away in a small pack, pocket, or space. It comes out of the box ready with a fiber optic front sight, a threaded barrel, a picatinny rail, and a price point for any budget. With three 16-round magazines, it's ready for hours of pure, unadulterated enjoyment. It's easy, it's affordable, it's accurate, and it's a damn sweet marvel of plinking innovation. The LTech P17. It's more bang for less buck.
0: So, um before we get into that, you know, we need to take care of some jack wagons and we need to honor some uh, lead head brigade heroes. So, Gunny, go ahead, and bring that train in.
1: Who simplified do or die? Hold them high at eighth and It is time for the talking lead jack wagon of the week. So brace yourself, baby.
0: All right. So the train has stationed and. I guess who I want to start off with, I mean, it's the, the most obvious and maybe not the most obvious, but the Antifa uh, assholes. And the most recent one was uh, the murder that took place in Portland, Oregon, where, you know, that's kind of ground zero for, you know, all this mess that's going on in our country right now. And that I guess Antifa has claimed that as their own now. Uh, but this dude that shot, uh, what was his name, Kyle, not Kyle Rittenhouse, it was Aaron Danielson, he was a member of Patriots of Prayer, or Patriot of Prayer, something like that.
1: Patriot, Patriot Prayer. Yes.
0: Pa- Patriot Prayer, okay. And, um, of course, when you get two opposing forces together, you know, there's going to be friction. There's going to be lightning happen, but... If you watch the videos on on this and and what happened, I mean, it's just blatant murder. The dude just murdered the guy. Um, I think he might have had pepper spray or something. The Patriot Prayer guy. Not sure, but um, it,
1: it it's been re- it's it's been reported that at the beginning of the interaction that he did let go of some um uh, some OC
3: yeah
1: and but. There was, um, there were things in play long before he did that.
0: Right. The video that I've watched, it's it's like tracking this guy, both the guys, like before it happened all throughout the day, and then to that ultimate encounter that that evening, and it looked like these two maybe had picked each other uh, out, and you know it was just going to come to a head, but. There were pictures of the Antifa guy with the gun prior to. Like, this guy was up in a truck at one time, the Patriot Prayer guy. You know, they were doing their demonstration, or counter demonstration, I guess, if you want to call it that. Uh, And dude was just sitting there, just, it looked like he was going to pop him right then and there. But it didn't happen then. Uh, And then they met out in the street later, and supposedly the OC spray came out. This guy. Said he was self-defense, shot him. They still haven't arrested him at this point either. This guy's no, not he, been arrested yet.
1: No, he is um, He's on the run. Um, they will find him, but at, the, at, at this time, they haven't, they haven't picked him up yet. But considering the nature of that city, county, and state, there's probably not very much assistance being rendered there in his apprehension.
0: And I think I saw an interview that Vice did with the murderer also. So they know where he's at.
1: Yeah, and uh, interestingly enough, um, the evening of the attack, um, a couple hours um, afterwards, the fine folks on 4chan were able to identify him, and they doxed him overnight. So the next morning, if you're in that sphere of information so to speak mm-hmm. um you knew exactly uh what his uh instagram account was then if you went to his instagram account he was being significantly trolled in essentially every post that he had put up
0: did we they take who, his account down or did, is it they leave, uh, leave his stuff up what quite, quite honestly um i've been watching other things
1: sure. um so i um i haven't been back to his page um since, um, Sunday, maybe Monday.
0: Gotcha. So I know that Facebook, well, before I get onto that, let's go down to, so continuing this one after the fact, the, the, if we can, yeah,
1: if we can take a time out real quick, one of the, um, one of the interesting things that has been, that has been happening over the last several days is that more cell phone footage has actually, uh, come available of the incident. And if you watch if you watch the interaction and some of the things that happen after the interaction, mm-hmm. there's, um, uh, there's a good amount of um, data to be extracted from that where th- th- that would suggest that this wasn't a random act of violence, that this was actually a targeting coordinated attack, mm-hmm. whether or not they were singling out this individual that they had had um, interactions with during the day or not. Mm-hmm. Right. There was absolutely there was absolutely a team movement
0: yeah. on that, which is what I was alluding to earlier when I said you know they had had earlier encounters with one another, so it looked like they were just they were destined to meet up that night. But right, destined but because of, the Antifa people were coordinating it.
1: You yeah, well, th- there's that. Um, but the uh, the portion of the video that that I found most interesting was that. There were people pre-positioned and who had their tasks, and knew and knew and knew what to do and when, mm-hmm. because they uh, they policed up the two um, um, two shell casings off of the ground before before they blended out into the um, into the crowd. Ah. So they were so so they collected evidence that, into itself, doesn't allude to or suggest that this was a team action. But this does show that there's a possibility of premeditation.
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. One thing that uh, Tim Poole noted, he's a, not a lot of people on the right know about him. He was the first, I think the founding member or founding reporter of Vice. He's kind of a lefty, but he's since moved to kind of be, as he's seen what the left is, he's, he's kind of just full-blown liberty now. And I certainly don't agree with all of his views, but that's why I listen to people with different views is so I learn stuff. And um, he has spent a lot of time in conflict zones around the world for Vice and also on his own. He's his own thing now, Tim Poole. I think the Tim Pool Daily Show or something on um, Apple Podcasts and wherever you get your podcasts, but also on YouTube. He has four different channels on YouTube, I believe. And one of his comments was that the camera footage was one of the most damning things about it, because the photographer um, in that initial video didn't waver at all, was pre-set up, was already rolling, and never really changed. You know, it was just steady tracking with no, nobody hit the deck. Right. Nobody. There was no
0: jerking of the camera. They were expecting that gunshot.
2: Yeah, and so it's Tim's view, more or less, that uh, we watched a snuff film, not a random bystander. Agreed. Makes sense.
3: Yeah,
0: I totally agree with that. And if that damn truck hadn't have driven through, ruining the, the footage <laughs> there. <laughs> right. So what I was going to say is, and later on, uh, when they the Antifa mob gathered, you know, there's a video of this out there also. And the chick that's speaking and, you know, getting everybody pumped up. And then she said, you know, they have no, uh, how did she say it? I can't remember exactly what her words were, but uh, they didn't feel bad about the fascist dying. That's right. They didn't feel bad about murder. That this guy was just, like you said, probably targeted and, and just murdered, snuffed right there, right then and there. You know, that's another part of the, this whole jack wagon list that I've got going on is, is that, but I mean, you guys are aware of this. It's in the news each and every single day. And uh, if you want more information about it, obviously you can go Google it, find it. There's tons of sources out there, but again, as, as we're telling you, there's more than one source. So don't just go to one source, check out several different sources. As it progresses, there's more and more information coming out about it. So don't just jump to make a, you know, your own conclusion right off the bat. Wait for the information to come out you know, That's the biggest thing with a lot of these Police shooting videos too Is People are just quick to make judgments Before all the information is out The the media gets their videos They cut it to their narrative And that's all you get to see uh, Until later on After the fact when more video comes out More footage, more news Point in case What was the um, The guy that was shot five times in the back There
2: exactly. Yep, yep
0: you know, uh, it was just like a defenseless guy, but I think news is coming out now that he was either going for a knife or a gun or something in his truck. Um,
2: uh, he had a knife in his hand as it turns out, hmm. um, that, or at least that's the, the, the language that I'm hearing from, I think it was from the police, um, you know, the, the union spokesman, uh-huh um, released a bunch of stuff and the knife became visible, I think after they let him off the ground and the witness who, um, actually videoed the exchange said that he overheard them saying, drop the knife. Um, and I'm, I'm really thrilled to have you bring up that we need to not jump to conclusions on stuff because I've, I've started to adopt that personally. And, uh, like Kyle Rittenhouse, which I bet we'll get to, but the Kenosha one, I was initially not happy to see that dude there because, and we'll get into this more, but I think the reason this country hasn't totally plunged into, into violence is because conservatives and other responsible folks who might vote on the left side of the aisle but, but love America and are our kind of people other than that we disagree on policy, we're all still showing up to work. And, uh, we'll, I'm sure we'll go over this again, but, but if it, I'm, I'm finding it really useful to not react and not post anything on social media, right? Well, I'm not posting much right now cause it's just so toxic, but, um, right. it's crazy how my opinion has shifted of written house. Cause the one thing that I did feel about him initially when I saw those videos is homeboy knows how to fight. Like, man, did he fight that fight? Well. And I didn't, I was not happy to see militia members, you know, stopping these dudes. And then I found out, oh, he was actually, you know, asked to defend the place. And so my feelings on that interaction are evolving a lot as I get more information. And um, so with all of these things, you know, we hate it when the media jumps on these these police shootings because because that's our obvious thing is, hey, wait till you see the audio, you know, because right. none of these the only dirty shoot that I can think of that made the news in recent history was the North Charleston shooting where that cop cop shot a black dude in the back as he was running away. Mm -hmm. I think that's the only bad one that I'm aware of. All the other ones, Breonna Taylor, her boyfriend started shooting first. Like, what are you going to do? You know, and it's not that I'm exactly pro-police as an organization, but I am pro-cop in that I've got family members who are cops and this is the system we have, and I'm not. Yeah, but that not no knock
0: that, that no knock system, you know, apparently that was the wrong the wrong house or the wrong person, and they come no, in. No, it
2: was the right person. That's all disinformation. It's she's. It looks now like she was dirty too. She was not okay. an innocent in that.
3: Okay.
0: And
2: her boyfriend was was a drug dealer. The U.S. Postal Service had observed. Um, packages being delivered that looked like the other packages that had drugs in them being delivered to her house, her picking them up, and her boyfriend, the drug dealer. um, See, there you go,
0: point in case. case. You know, I haven't haven't heard all that. I just, you know, the the stories I've heard is that, you know, they kicked in. He, you know, protect, you know, stand your ground laws and, and whatnot, and he thought it was an intruder. He shot. They shot back. Boom, boom, boom. Um, but as you, yeah, like you said, I mean, there's more to the story, so don't just draw your, your conclusion. So
2: I'm no fan of drugs being, you know, like I'm pretty full spectrum on Liberty and I'm not a fan of no knock warrants. So it's not, I don't want to make it out like, you know, like I feel really strongly one way or the other. I'm just trying to highlight that. Yeah. That these facts are not being put out. Well, That's well. perfect.
0: And that's perfect because I, I wasn't aware of, of those new facts there. So point in case, yeah. I mean, that's perfect. Cool. You just made our point right there. Now the dude was probably a felon too. And probably shouldn't have had a firearm. I don't know.
2: I think that's a foregone conclusion from what I've heard. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, uh, back to the Kyle Rittenhouse, uh, the Kyle Rittenhouse, the reason I'm bringing him up is Facebook, has banned all posts in support of Kyle Rittenhouse so anything that's posted that's pro or in support of they because they've put him on on the dangerous person list and anything in in support of him is getting banned and pulled off and you get threatened for your account to be shut down
1: yeah well that's Facebook you know what I mean Facebook is um, agenda driven as we all know without you know being hysterical about it Um, we, we, we know that Facebook is not a platform for Liberty minded individuals. Um, it's probably not even a good, um, plat platform for centrists at this point. Um, you know, if you want to, um, if you want to share pictures of your family and do, you know, kid pics and, you know, dogs farting and, you know, all the, all, all the stuff that, um, you know, is, uh. Um, easily consumable. Facebook's a great place for centrists. It's um, really very hospitable for leftist progressivism. Mm-hmm. And uh, with that being the case, you just have to be aware of it because, like all good things, it's voluntary. You choose to participate or not.
0: So here's a story, it comes from the Washington Examiner on this, As Facebook will remove posts that it deems to be in support of alleged Kenosha shooter Kyle Rittenhouse. And it's a quote, we've designed, we designated the shooting in Kenosha as a mass murder and our removing posts. So they've already judged the guy. They've totally Judge judged. Judge, juror and executioner's yep. Facebook. So as a mass murder and our removing posts in support of the shooter, Facebook said in a statement to Breitbart News, the statement came after conservative commentator, Mark Dice, which I don't know who that is, said a video he posted was removed and that Facebook was threatening to delete his entire account. Facebook just removed a video I posted showing Kyle Rittenhouse offering help to a wounded protester in Kenosha. Uh, And He made a tweet on this. It says, The video posted by Dice appears to show Rittenhouse offering aid to an injured protester. Dice said that he wrote the post to describe the video because he suspected Facebook added Rittenhouse to its dangerous individuals list. Uh, The posts were all very matter-of-fact about what happened, he said. No praise, nor celebration, or celebration, nothing like that, because I figured that they added Kyle to the dangerous individual list. Newly uncovered video of Kyle Rittenhouse shows him helping an injured protester after she was struck in the foot with a projectile. In another video, he told the cameraman that he brought a medical kit, which is in the bag he was carrying, further uh, proving He had no malicious intent by showing up, Dice wrote on Facebook. In fact, he was there to help anyone who needed it. So, there's that, you know. The the liberals, again, left dictating the story. Only, Only showing you and letting you hear what they want you to see and hear. So, what... Brian, you were talking about, Kyle, a little bit earlier. You said you had one perception of it, and it's, it's changed. So talk about that.
2: Well, you know that uh, slightly cliche wisdom that if you throw to a, a, a ball to a, a cat or a dog, they go chase it, mm-hmm. and if you throw a ball to a lion, the lion just keeps looking at you? <laughs> yeah. We need to be lions right now. And, um, I'm reminded of, there's this great author named Wendell Berry, who was given a talk that you can find somewhere, I think on YouTube about, it was uh, GMO labeling or something back in the day. And his comment to these, all these, uh, you know, hippie farmers was, uh, that if the system, if it has a brain wants you to focus on GMO labeling, that's the ball. And what he meant by that was that there are much bigger problems than whether you're in in agriculture and in making healthy food that uh, doesn't turn the frogs gay, um, <laughs> than than whether G- whether food is labeled as GMO. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think the same thing is true with this, that. Um, It's not that my heart doesn't really hurt for what's going on right now and feel for the people that are being hurt, but there are way bigger issues at stake than the individual. Those are the, and I'm not speaking of Kyle exactly, but the useful idiots as the Marxists call them. There's a lot of useful idiots running around watching what they're doing for terribly long I don't think is useful and just makes you angry because boy, do some of those need guys need an ass beating, right? Or worse.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
2: But the powers that be right now are doing some crazy stuff and watching where what's going on with that, how the information is being manipulated to me is more interesting than the event itself. And so, for example, when CNN finally ran something about the Kenosha shooting, they said, uh, Kyle Rittenhouse, all you need to know, there was no, all you
0: need to know all they want you
2: to know. Okay. You got it. All you, what, no, maybe it was what you need to know or all you need. It was very, the propaganda was very clear and what they covered had nothing to do with that young man. Yeah and so um to me the smart game is to not focus on the details and instead to focus on what the larger pieces moving around are but since you asked specifics um and i'm certainly not alone in saying this but my feeling is well for example tim pool was commenting on um that the proud boys are now going to oregon i think this weekend and they're the you know, Western culture, I wouldn't call them white supremacists, though. They, 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 they play around with... They dabble. They dabble, and they're, they're being provocateurs. And so I don't know what's in their hearts, and I don't, yeah, I don't have much, of an, much one way or the other to say about them, other than that they're shitsters, and they're going to Portland, and we know there's going to be blood. And uh, the way Tim Pool put it was that they are doing exactly what mainstream media wants them to do.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: because Absolutely. the whole the whole move right now Biden is really in a tough place because he won't come out of his basement and his campaign employees are are bailing out rioters peaceful protesters excuse me and um and covid is apparently terrible and none of that's working and he's slipping in the polls and so what he's trying to do the and mainstream media is right along with him is trying to flip the script that it's armed white supremacist militias that are killing everybody. So all mainstream media needs is a few pictures more like Kyle Rittenhouse, and they can swing this election. And so what I really think about Kyle Rittenhouse is um, that it sounds like he may have been there protecting somebody who asked him, doing, you know, uh, or doing a nice service for somebody, mm-hmm. but I don't know. So I don't need to make my mind up about Kyle Rittenhouse because it doesn't matter the details there don't matter other than you know on a political if we're talking about the big picture not it doesn't strike me as as super critical other than we got to take the temperature of the mainstream media and they're as awful or worse as we ever thought they could be and that's where my real anger lies in is in seeing the lies that are being told and um i think the 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 and I'll probably say this again, this discussion, because I think it bears repeating. Be very careful that you do not become the evil which you are seeking to overcome. And I think that, there's a, that that's a really big risk that we know very little about in our lived experience in the United States in the last hundred years or so. And so that's, that's my feeling, is that we have to be exceedingly careful if we strap a gun on. Um, and to me, it's not that time yet.
0: I think that, like you said, you know, <clears throat> we talked about this a little bit off air, is like if you know where the tornado is, you know, don't go to the tornado. And I think they're just stoking the fire by, you know, by bringing more ammunition, more more agitation to the situation that if, if they would just leave it alone, I'm talking about these uh, anti-protesters of the protesters of Antifa, then you know it's going to eventually die out
2: well and if jay was saying it to me the other night that he doesn't give two flips whether portland wants to burn itself down or not so long as they don't come within a thousand miles of him and that's where i got to with california was they made california gave me a very clear signal that it did not want me there and so i listened and um i got out yeah. And that can be hard for people that have spent their whole lives someplace. I'm not from California initially, but but I was rooted there. No, and
0: look, I get it, man. I get it. I mean, if that's your home and that's, you know, what you grew up with and and now you see all these transplants coming in and and wanting to change the way that it's been for, you know, since the the beginning of the time there. I get that people want to fight for that. But sometimes you know, you, you gotta you gotta back up and you gotta regroup. You know, you gotta let it you gotta let it happen so that these people can see the ultimate destruction and harm and and wrong that they're doing. It's just like that little section that they took over and they call it what was it? Um
2: The Chop. The, the chop I thought was amazing. The
0: <laughs> the, yeah. And you saw how quickly that just dissolved and failed.
2: Exactly. You let these knuckleheads rule for even a week and they set up a dictatorship <laughs> they
0: self-destruct. and self-destruct. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Like...
1: Right. Because, yeah. because their entire ideology um, is a farce and does not function in anywhere other than in documentation that they produce in academia. Yeah. Other than academically it does not work.
0: And I like the post that you made of the guy sitting in his truck and he was an African-American. Um, and, you know, and he was talking about, he's like, you idiots talking to the, the, the Marxists, the Antifas, you know, the protesters out there is like, you, you, you know, you're idiots. The, the black live matters. Uh, he's like, all you're doing is poking a bear. Basically
1: well, you know
0: talk, um, talk about that video
1: the, the the video that you're referencing speaks actually to a much bigger thing you know we're, we're we're looking at these individual occurrences and trying to pull some logic out of them while looking through a microscope um, but as Brian mentioned earlier, um, none of these things actually matter. Um, these are all singularities that are by design created to stir emotion and to get people fired up. The failure is in allowing those things to interfere with your intellectual process, and to challenge your um, perceptions of reality, because that is actually what they're trying to do. And by they, we have to go another fifteen or twenty thousand feet up to actually get a view of
0: Who how are. something,
1: how something like this could be orchestrated.
0: Yeah, and I talked about this with Senior Team Leader Garcia. Uh, on the previous episode you know he was like you know they who who is they you know who is the they in all this and we're going to talk about that we're going to get into that so um that's leading into our main our main conversation here so let's move on a little bit let's get our jack wagons and everything taken care of here and um my next one i sent you guys this this video i don't know if you you watched it yet but it's the boneless chicken wings guy have you have you seen this yet
2: no <laughs> okay no you're going to have to help us out here yeah
1: <laughs> oh i did see this guy uh, yeah, yeah I, I i got like 20 seconds in this is
0: like in lincoln nebraska this uh this guy's name's Andrew christensen and he goes to the city council meeting and he makes a case that boneless chicken wings should not be referred to as boneless chicken wings anymore because that is a a misnomer and it doesn't accurately, basically I'm just doing it in a nutshell, uh, it doesn't accurately describe what they are. And then he came up with some alternative names. Is like, call them, you know, tasty nuggets or, you know, some other stuff like that, but I don't know what the whole point of his his thing was. It seemed like a joke to me, but um, and I don't know if I'm throwing this guy on the jackwagon train or not. It was just it was fucking entertaining, and it was sent to me by uh, one of our leadheads, Dustin. I believe it was Dustin Warren. Let me see. Yeah, Dustin Warren, leadhead Dustin, and um, it was just funny. But what it did was, you know, when you are on YouTube. And you watch a video, and then it'll have all these other, like, similar type videos over on the side. It sent me down a rabbit hole. And I started watching these these guys that are called the Party Bros. Oh, Lord. And I think this guy probably was, was trying to get, like, uh, internet famous like these guys did. But that was what they were known for, was going to city council meetings. And there are a couple of surfer dudes... And uh, it started like a couple of years ago and they're out in California and they went to a city council meeting because they were talking about banning house parties. (laughs) And these two dudes get up, I mean, one at a time and you got like three, they give you like three minutes or something like that, that they have to listen to um, citizens talk. They can't interrupt them. They have to let them speak their mind and they get three minutes. Uh, yep, I have to let them go. They have to let them go. But these guys got up and they were giving their, the reasonings on house parties, you know, why they shouldn't ban house parties. Uh, and they were talking about, you know, I lost my virginity at a house party, <laughs> uh, I met, uh, my best bro here. He's going to be coming up in a minute at a house party. Uh, and they're using like surfer language and stuff, like stoked and dude, and it's it's pretty damn hilarious. And apparently, they became internet famous, and they've been going around the city council meetings all over, I guess, the state, and and doing different stuff. So they, one was house meeting, house parties. Uh, they wanted a Paul Walker statue erected uh, in honor of of Paul Walker. You know who Paul Walker is. He was yep. like. <laughs> The fast and yeah, yeah. furious dude who died. In, so uh,
2: Marty, I think I can give you a window into what this is. Uh, <laughs> okay. So, um, you've heard of this? Uh, oh well, it, 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 I, I've definitely heard of this. Okay, I've
0: I never heard of them, anymore. and I just, I got, I was like an hour and a half down this rabbit hole watching these guys' videos, and I'm just like, <laughs> holy shit.
2: okay, let me give you some line of thinking. So. Do you like your politicians really exciting, or do you like them boring? I I don't like them at all. But yeah. Okay. Good. Good. That we're on the right track here. Do you like that AOC can become famous and a celebrity because she's in government?
0: No, I hate that.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's my personal opinion that it's that that politicians have far too much respect accorded to them. And um, that they don't like. Here's a great example of why politics is completely screwed in this country. If you look at who is in power, they are all se- senile or near senile Septua and octogenarians. Yeah. In what Fortune 500 company on the planet, excepting Berkshire Hathaway, would you ever see an executive? over the age of 60, it's very rare, there's some good ones, but it's extremely rare. Those people have done and accomplished enough, and they know that it's time to quit while they're ahead. And these assholes that are in government who are hanging on, they just love power, and they love attention. And so ridiculing them a bit, and uh, getting those people to go, and ignoring them, and That's a great way to shrink the power of government. It's like an angry three-year-old. The more attention you give a three-year-old who's throwing a tantrum, the worse it gets. And so a lot of these are just trolling the delusion that these people are under, that they control us and know what's best for us. And so the more ridicule that we, and, and I don't mean like passionate ridicule, the more dismissive ridicule that we throw their way, the faster they're going to go away and that's going to leave room for the Trey Gowdies and the Ted cruises. And on the, you know, on the left, um, Tulsi Gabbard, even though she's anti-gun, the rest of her is not insane. And like, I'll take that. I'll take hearing from her over AOC any day of the week. Absolutely, um, yeah. and so this, yeah, I have a bunch of friends who in the past troll election stations, like one of them, um, Google this at your own risk. But one of them led a brigade of of people with signs that said, vote Lemon Party, LemonParty.org. <laughs> and uh, those of you who are adventurous, go and do that not at work and not when your wife's around. Or, or, if, or if you're a lady, not when your husband's around. And uh, uh, I would just submit that that is actually a pretty patriotic thing to do. And so I'm just going to leave <laughs> that. <there. laughs> not the actions that are... Not, you know, holding up a sign like that is pretty great. Like, you know, the, uh, I'm on a a rant here, but, um, Mark Twain said, love for your country always love for the government when it deserves it. And I passionately love my country and the government when they do something nice. I, I remember that that's a nice thing that the government did and I'm pleasantly surprised.
0: So So you said lemon
2: party. Lemonparty.org. Lemon yep. Yeah, <laughs> enjoy
1: that. Enjoy that, but don't get carried away. <laughs> I
0: have to look this up. So. Dun, 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 dun. Drum roll, please.
2: Oh, Marty's camera went off. Shoot. Did it? Oh, I, want I got to it. Your face when it loads.
0: Party.org. Okay. Oh! <laughs>
2: oh! <laughs> oh! So for those of no. you, you know, NCAP guys oh out God. there who uh, want to put a, a thumb in the eye of all the proud voters out there, that's a great way to uh, exercise your First Amendment rights very peacefully.
0: History, very peacefully. delete. <laughs> I'm, I'm deleting my history right now from this. <laughs> oh my gosh.
1: Just remember, the internet's forever.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it is. Oh damn you <laughs> 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 Yeah, so sorry, Ladheads, if you uh if you went and looked at that. Uh bom, 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 ah. They <laughs> but, were they
2: were they were warned. So anyway, I these said. two
0: dudes, party bros, uh, apparently they still they're still up to their shenanigans. They've been on Ellen, they've been on um uh what's the big talk show host guy? Um Phil Donahue? <laughs> Phil Donahue, he's not even alive anymore. No, the the shock jock. Um fuck, what's his name?
3: Uh sorry, I, I don't Howard know. Howard Stern. Howard Stern,
0: you. thank you. Yes, Howard they've been on Howard Stern uh but they've done like they've gone and tried to get sc- scooter Olympics. Uh scooters um like as as a sport in the Olympics. And then they did this other video I was watching, that, and it was a recent one. They were, they were handing out masks. This was in Huntington Beach. Where do you think Huntington Beach, wouldn't, wouldn't you think that's pretty liberal, progressive kind of area, you know?
2: There's some area in there that's fairly conservative that's not San Diego. Well, I think so that's I where they went.
0: The- <laughs> I think they went to the conservative area because everybody was telling them to fuck off, uh, get the hell out of here. They almost got their asses kicked several times. And nobody was wearing a damn mask, and they were like, they were just like being chill and cool. It's like, hey, we're giving out free masks, and he's like, why won't you wear it? If we designed it different, if we got a different design, would you wear it? And I mean, they're pretty funny. I don't know if they're—it's got to be an act. I mean, it has to be at this point. But um, anyway, I fell down that rabbit hole, and I thought it was funny. So, damn you, Dustin Warren, for sending me down that rabbit hole. Um, <laughs> but the boneless chicken thing—I mean, it's—it's it's pretty. It's pretty funny. It's entertaining. But.
2: So, oh, yeah. anytime somebody trolls a politician, I'm all in with popcorn. Totally. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah.
0: So unless you guys have any more jack wagons, that's I'm going to wrap up the jack wagons. We're going to talk about a couple of heroes here. And uh, this just recently happened. I don't know if anybody's heard about this yet or not, but baseball legend uh, Tom Seaver passed away. You guys know who? Tom Seaver was the New York Mets baseball fans here. The, I
2: know I the wonder. name.
0: Yeah, yeah. So uh, definitely, definitely a hero. Uh, he had several records that uh, haven't been broken to this date. Uh, I don't know what his cards going for. Baseball cards um, probably aren't worth crap these days. But he was at, at he died at uh, age seventy five. He was seventy five. Hall of Famer, and everything. But anyway, I just wanted to recognize him. He was a part of my, you know, my youth growing up, but in the baseball days, and always was a, a big name. I didn't like the Mets, you know, didn't like the Mets at all. But I mean, he was still a force to be reckoned with in in
2: those days. What was it about how he played that uh, attracted you to him?
0: Yeah, he's a pitcher, you know. So you know, the pitchers are the like the quarterbacks of baseball.
2: So I know that much. Yep. Yeah, I got that.
0: But just his pitching style, man. I mean, he had—I uh, think he still holds the the record, or he's like the sixth best record of all time strikeouts. He had ten strikeouts in a row one game, and that's still a record.
2: Oh, man. Okay, got it.
0: You know, okay. so I mean, it was pretty phenomenal, pretty nice. phenomenal, dude. Um, but yeah, Tom Seaver, welcome to the Leadhead Brigade, Leadforce One, and and you never heard anything bad about the guy. You know, there's never any negativity in the media about him or, you know, anything like that. He just seemed like a good, solid dude. And then after his, you know, his years served the, you know, as ambassador for baseball and, you know, just a great dude, just a great American.
2: Yeah, I saw a thing recently. I think it was Akira the Don that put it out. He's a musician that does the Jordan Peterson songs where he loops, you know, his his lectures and stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, he wrote something like, in, in 2020, the most punk rock thing you can do is uh, settle down, get married, have a couple kids, and keep your job. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, guys like that that just played a clean game didn't have a lot of controversy. And I don't know this guy from Adam, but from what you're saying, like there is something really honorable, whether you're a bricklayer or a plumber or a lawyer or a baseball player, if you can play a clean game and do some stuff really well and go out, yeah, just honorable. Boy, is that a big deal these days.
0: Yeah. And then he was uh, inducted into the National Baseball Hall of Fame in 1992, and at the time it was the highest percentage of votes ever recorded uh, for, for an inductee. Awesome. Just a positive thing there, you know, good, good dude, good story. Surprised hadn't done a movie on him yet, but anyway. Well, so, that's
1: probably coming now that he has passed.
0: Yeah, there'll be some sort of a Netflix or something come out on about him. Uh, another thing of note is the Kedur- Kentucky Kenduk- the Kentucky Derby is still on course to to be going on Saturday this Saturday, so I'm stoked about that. You know, they're still going to have that.
1: Are they letting people go, or are they just going to run the horses?
0: Uh, I'm not sure about that. I would assume they'd let people go. Cause, Maybe. Because it's a, it's a rich person thing, so I'm sure rich people will get their ways, and, you know, it's a, it's a, it's an event, so I would be surprised if they didn't let people go. But movie theaters have opened up back here in Nashville. Have they really? Yeah. They opened, I think, yesterday. They uh, open back. So it's like every other seat. You have to skip every other seat. But, yeah, the theater, the AMCs are open. <laughs> Murfreesboro, Nashville. So, I mean, shit's starting to, you know, people are getting tired of this shit, and things are opening, and people are saying. But anyway.
2: Um, oh, I got a, I got a good hero for you, Lefty. All right. <clears throat> so uh, you have a good my day. least – one of my least favorite females on the planet is Nancy Pelosi. and uh, <laughs> she, uh, she's not our hero, um, but uh, she wanted to get her hair done. And because she's fancy and powerful, she thought he could just uh, force a you know, a, a salon to let her in. And she was right about that. and the way this salon worked out, They, uh, the owner contracted each, I, I guess, apparently this is common. Each chair gets rented out to a stylist owner of the salon gets kicked up too. So Pelosi contracts with this one stylist and, um, goes in for a haircut, not wearing a mask, at least for part of the time. And, uh, this salon isn't allowed to be open. It's in San Francisco. And the owner, who I'm sure is a Democrat, because if you're a Republican, the only Republican still living in San Francisco is Michael Savage, if he's even still there. You know, <laughs> it's just a very intolerant place for conservatives. So I guarantee, yeah. I can virtually guarantee that this lady who owns the salon is a Democrat. And uh, so, yeah, the salon owner's like, "Well, screw this! I'm about, I'm on the verge of bankruptcy," and she releases the surveillance video of Pelosi running around without a mask on. And just to call out the hypocrite. And now Pelosi awesome. is going after her with lawyers. Well, of and course I don't she is. know. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and Saying so that that, it
1: was, it, it was, I was tricked.
2: Yeah. They, I,
1: yeah. I was set up
2: because, that, you know? and Pelosi today said that she took responsibility for being set up. Took that was as much responsibility. responsibility as she was going to take. And as, as we all know, in the gun culture, Ignorance of the law, according to the feds, is no excuse for not following it. You talk about and
0: senile and senility.
1: Oh, no, no, no. She's not senile and uh, by any stretch of the imagination. She is intellectually astute as the day is long. She is playing a game on the, on the population because she does not respect her constituency, her role, or her position.
0: She's the perfect example of what Brian was talking about earlier, in that these politicians think that they are
2: celebrities. Absolutely. Oh, by the way, she's like a warrior for the people. Do you guys happen to know what her net worth is?
0: All of it. Twenty million.
2: Oh no! No no no! no. Way bigger. I think the (laughs) estimate I heard this morning was like three hundred million.
0: Holy fuck!
2: Right in in what in civil service. Right. Huh. In
1: service to the country, she she's been able to accrue a fortune that is just incredible. And this is an another ailment, another another symptom of why term limits need to be a thing.
0: Hundred and twenty million. Hundred and ninety six million right here on this
3: one. Uh, right. Okay, well yeah. And, and look, More and look up what her
1: annual salary is. Look look what her annual salary is.
0: Let's see. Let's look that up.
1: Look that up. That's an interesting number.
0: Nancy Pelosi annual salary, thirty thousand paycheck okay. raised from wait a minute. She got thirty thousand paycheck raised from a hundred and ninety two hundred and twenty three thousand five hundred dollars. Right. Oh, fuck.
2: This is something that I find utterly galling, is that those in the media and those in politics have not taken any kind of pay cut. And they're telling everybody to stay home. Tell
1: everybody to stay home, tell people to close their businesses, make decisions that are not for the benefit of the constituency or the nation at large. Meanwhile, they take and seek out every opportunity to profit share or to benefit through uh, uh, backdoor channels, insider trading, all the things. The, these people are total pieces of shit and represent a direct threat to the republic.
0: 100%. The second time is Speaker Nancy Pelosi earns an annual salary of $223,500 uh, on assuming the position she received a 30000 paycheck raise from 193000 This made her the third-highest salary earner in the United States government after the president and vice president. Aside from the speaker position, Nancy has served in the United States Congress for over three decades.
1: Thirty years. Thirty-some years.
0: Professional politician.
1: Professional politician. In the same district, too, by the way.
0: All these have contributed to the building of her worth through the years. She initially... yeah, yeah. Ow, It yeah. still don't add up, does it?
1: No, it does not add up. It does not add up.
0: I guess.
2: And that is, that. Uh, I'll remind you guys what Mussolini, who coined the word fascism, said about it—that it should be more properly termed corporatism. Yes, because it's a collaboration between industry and the government for the benefit of each in order to screw over the populace, more or less.
0: It says here, significantly adding to Nancy Pelosi's salary are her investments in real estate, alongside her husband, Paul Pelosi. Nancy and her husband have invested a considerable amount of capital in the American real estate. Their investments in high-end commercial estates have the Pelosi family owning multiple properties that are uh, valuated at over $20 million. These continue to fetch yearly income through rent, salaries... And has ultimately boosted the family net worth. According to her recent financial filings, Nancy and Paul have over forty assets in real estate, stock, and sports teams. One of their major real estate properties, a five million dollar California home. Uh it's a it says it's a cum vineyard.
2: <laughs> it's what there, see, I'm reminded of uh george orwell's comment on the um the same kind of sjw socialists that were in britain in the 40s and 50s and he said uh it's not that they love the poor it's that they hate the rich and when you see the way these guys are acting that to me is one of the keys of if you want to understand what's going on because all of this stuff is hurting um disenfranchised, impoverished communities that are also, you know, past victims of slavery, Jim Crow, all of that. And, uh, they're just doubling down and making the problem worse. And so, you know, I, I have this unfortunate thing where I tend to think that people are generally good. And so I've spent, I've wasted all this time trying to empathize or put myself in the shoes of a leftist that would want this shit. And the only way I can do it is if, they only hate the rich. They don't love the poor. That's the, the only way that I can really wrap my head around what they're doing on a, um, on a strategic level. Does that ring true for you guys?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I just want to continue with this because it just gets more and more with with Pelosi here. I'm not done with Pelosi. So that, (laughs) that come, that come vineyard, reportedly yielded between 15,000 and 50,000 in 2017, a five million dollar property, and it's only yielding 15 to 50,000 $50, dollars. Nancy and her husband also have stock in Facebook, Disney and Apple.:
1: How could that be? Do you mean that there's a, do you mean that there's a corporate correlation towards leftist progressivism and these gigantic media companies? That's absurd. How could you think such a thing?
0: That that block conservative points of views? Yeah, absolutely. Outside of her income through the family's investment, Nancy Pelosi's net worth has also been boosted by various positions she has held in her professional career. Now, how could she have a professional career if she's done this for over three decades, over 30 years?
1: Well, she, they only work a couple weeks a year. She has so.
0: served as a board member on several companies and establishments, such as the Kennedy Center, Lead America, Wheelchair Foundation, the Women in Politics Institute at American University, among a few others. There's other ones there, too, it says. She has also served as the CFO and secretary of, get this, the Paul and Nancy Pelosi Charitable Foundation.
2: <laughs>
0: Who else has a charitable foundation? Well,
2: the Clintons the don't Clinton. anymore.
0: They used to. Yeah, yeah, yeah but... This is yeah, how but- this is how all these politicians funnel their millions of dollars is through these, because they all have them, these charitable foundations.
1: Well, in another... If you really want to continue down a rabbit hole, look to see what her husband is involved in.
0: It said real estate, but uh, maybe he's in the lemon party. Look at, and, uh, look, uh,
1: <laughs> there's probably that too. No, look at his overseas. Uh, you, you'll be able to find some really interesting information if you look at their uh, overseas investment.
0: This episode of Talking Lead is brought to you in part by Occam Defense. The guys at Occam love the AK, but didn't love burning their hands getting cut by their pre-sharpened gun, or the lack of options for accessories. After spending a few years in the lab, they've recently released the ODS 1775, which brings the best of the AR family to the Kalashnikov's reliability. It's still an AK under the hood. AK mags, forged Polish AK parts, but with American aerospace manufacturing practices and ingenuity. Check them out at OccamDefense.com or on Instagram at Occam Defense Solutions. Yeah, I'm sure they're tied in with that uh, guy who hung himself in the jail. They're
1: all connected to that. What was that all guy's name? Them? Epstein. Yeah, Epstein.
0: Chicago. Yeah, Epstein. Yeah, I'm sure they're tied in with Epstein too. You know, because the Clintons. You know, they're I haven't heard any more about it lately. But Bill Clinton. You know, there were ties with him there for a while, and I've not heard anything else about that lately. It
1: is. It's funny, almo- it's, it's but- almost like there's a bunch of. Manufactured stuff going on in the country to make you not pay attention to the things that are actually going on.
0: Right. Exactly. Which brings us to our kind of our topic, and we've kind of been talking about the whole time. But, you know, while all this stuff's going on, what's really happening? You know, what, what are they not wanting us to see through all this turmoil that has been instigated through our country right now? What are, what, are your, what are your thoughts on this? What, what is the ultimate end game for them to, to divide our country like this? And who's doing it? Who's they? Who's the they? We want to know there who is the they is. No,
1: there, there is no they because the they cannot be proved. And if, the, and if it can't be proved, then it doesn't matter talking about it. But what we can look at is things that we do know and things that we can actually measure.
0: So when would you when would you think was the beginning of all this? When did this start?
1: I would say with the Woodrow Wilson presidency.
0: Van, <laughs> you are going way far back. I don't think we got enough well, time for that. <laughs> I think
1: I th- I think that you could even go back a little bit further to towards the end of the Civil War when they had to reconstitute the nation and they largely discard uh, discarded the Constitution then and with uh, various monetary systems and the um, injection of communist thought in the late 1800s into which when the Woodrow Wilson um, presidency was very progressive, I think that they began to lay the groundwork then and right now we j- uh, we, we just happen to be uh, Reaching peak of the, you know, what may be the last couple innings of this game. Um, we have gigantic tectonic um, power shifts that are occurring with uh, the oligarchy, and that speaks to these Pelosi's and this very very small group of exceptionally wealthy people who hold all the power, perceived power, because mm. it's perceived power. Um, over the population. And you have a populist president that threw a gigantic wrench into that machine. Meanwhile, through other parts of the world, populism began to gather a resurgence, which started to make the globalists a little nervous. They tried everything that they could do in Europe to try to get the middle Fired up, and to try to come in for the big win, and it failed in Europe. They couldn't get people stirred up enough there. Europe largely just collapsed on itself and said, "It is what it is. You know, we'll take all your refugees, and we'll let you change the landscape of of our uh, continent, right?" Mm -hmm. Countries in Eastern Europe that said, "No, we're going to hard pass on that." Um, thanks, but no thanks. The, those countries elected populist prime ministers, presidents, jefes, whatever you want to call them. Russia, the boogeyman who may not actually be what they want you to believe that it is, is holding firm with their populist uh, president on his like 800th term or something like that. But globalism on its own is largely beginning to fail, and they did what they could to try to get us into a war with Iran. You remember those weeks and weeks and weeks that went on by Mm -hmm. and said, oh, we could be, you know, Suez Canal if they close that down and this and that. We're going to have to send the 6th Fleet in, and they're going to harass us with their little putt-putt boats, and, you know, we might have to open up on them with uh, with a chain gun and this and that. And they had the country pretty well hyped up for a war on Iran that evaporated like a fart in the wind. you remember that? Oh yeah, what about the war that was supposed to happen with North Korea? We were supposed to have that too mm-hmm. and they kept pushing that and that was on your data stream you couldn't you couldn't look at any variety of media without being convinced that the uh um uh, you know, midget hadn't king
0: heard, hadn't heard anything about that in the last. Yeah, why few is it, why is that? Why do you think that is? I don't. Right? Know, but that was like that was the you know the news, the top thing. Like, yeah, Shit, dude's got. News. Yeah, got,
1: that was the news. He's right? got
0: nuclear weapons now.
1: Yeah, he's got nukes, and he's gonna send it, and it's a threat to Japan, and we've got to go help out our buddies over at Honda, and all this random ass bullshit. So then that started to happen. Down in South America, we, you know, we also had some rather dynamic presidents, you know, take control of some rather large economies like Brazil, had some random ass weird shit happen in Chile. Those, those, those random ass power outages during the election cycle down there. Right. Mm -hmm. Not so many people know about that sort of stuff, but all of these things are all connected because it's a very small planet when you all, you know, funnel your money through the same um, organizations right because uh, at the end of the day what we have is a new british empire we have a new dutch east india trading company and our 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 position in time on 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 this timeline is is not dramatically dissimilar to when they were moving spice from the east slaves from africa um pushing rum piracy all the stuff right that you know had the (laughs) you know that 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 had the world spinning and constantly in conflict with someone right and it wasn't until i'm skipping some shit because you know it, it's 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 a lot to digest. It's just it's just all history because there's nothing right. that's actually happening right now that hasn't already happened in uh, in previous time,
3: mm-hmm. right?
1: Um, but what you do have now is you have the ability to manipulate populations in a twenty four hour news cycle, because everybody is everybody, everybody, and uh, I'm including myself. Um, even though I am weaning myself, um, off of, uh, social media and, uh, not, you know, but anyways, the, you, you have a constant dopamine drip that is addicting people to their devices and they're, and, and they're digesting not just bad information, but they're digesting information that is designed to cause a response. And those responses are to further enslave and to, have, and to force them into making bad decisions that they couldn't do before.? right? Thomas Paine had a pamphlet that he tried to get out to as many people as he could, but it was still coming off of a goddamn printing press. right mm-hmm. Now you can press a button, you can do you know, um, you know, eye contact. Boom. and you can get it out to everybody that you have an email address for and that's super easy to do and even easier than that you can you, you can have videos go viral. you can force videos to go viral yeah right you can have you can, ha- you can hire media.
3: people
1: yeah. you can hire people to do crazy ass shit Just, you know even if it doesn't even if the act doesn't serve the purpose. It serves the marketing and and the marketing sells the stuff. Right. And that's where you really get to see how these large global corporations are useful to the politicians. And I would say that at this point, it's more likely that you have a corporation running the planet. Than you do have any single government, even if they try to constitute um, some sort of massively dystopian, um, uh, you know, Agenda 30 type um, world government. That world government is still going to answer to some corporation, just like they have since I th- think it's like the 1300s, right? Data um, right. Yeah, no, it's Brondo. <laughs> It's, it's Rondo.
0: Rondo, <laughs> it's,
1: it's yeah. got electrolyte. Right, right, right. It's got what it's got what plants crave. It's
0: good. <laughs> That's who's going to buy Gatorade out, Rondo. You know, I,
1: but Rondo has electrolytes.
0: <laughs>
2: Jay, maybe I earth. could um, interject slightly here and and um, try and give us a a little bit of a thread to tease for a while. Oh. Um, and uh, I have a a friend who is uh, from Holland. And he's lived here for a very long time. And he walked up to me one day and was somewhat confused. And he's like, I don't understand. Why do people hate socialism? And this is a decent person. This is not, you know, their AOC, I wouldn't piss on if she was on fire. So I I just want to make that really clear that I have no love for socialism. But being from
0: Holland, that's what, you know, that's all he knows.
2: Well, yeah, exactly. And also it worked there. And he grew up post-World War II, where Holland got, people don't talk about it much, but Holland really got whacked in World War II because the Allies skipped liberating Holland. And Holland had one more winter than everybody else. And that winter really, really did some horrible things to the population and left birth defects and all kinds of stuff for for the baby boomer generation to find out about. So they really had a hard time. And, uh, now they, uh, until, um, about 2000, uh, they had a really good run of it and a very high standard of living and really good medical care. And when you have a baby, um, a nurse, you don't go to work and a nurse comes to help you for the first month or two. So they've, they pay a lot in taxes, but they get way more for those taxes than we do here. And he, I, I get, they get thieved of more taxes than we do. <laughs> but but the thugs give them back more. Um, so, I had to think really hard about that question, and it took me a couple months to really come to a simple explanation. And I think that the fundamental issue with with socialism is that is that it's the leap from individualism to collectivism that in the, the founding spirit of America is that every individual has value and that the state is subservient to that individual's value. The state is not above the individual. And in socialism, it's exactly inverted, that the state is in charge of all of us and collectively we will live better. And um, in the case of Holland, the reason, this, to me, this unwinds the paradox of, of how to explain to a Dutchman why why socialism is evil. If you are the same in your level of need and in your culture and your general level of education, if everybody is about the same, then collectivism in practice works out really well because they can serve one cookie cutter citizen and actually provide services that are pretty good. Like if everybody's pretty healthy, your healthcare system can be pretty lean because you're not taking care of people that don't take care of themselves, for example. Um, So, Jay, I wonder if you could talk a little bit about, you know, the switch, you know, the Fabians, Marx, all that. This, I believe that it's this inversion of the individual and the state and collectivism that might be driving this underlying thing. Does that ring true for you? And if so, do you want to flush that out a little bit?
1: Yeah, I I, I think that there's a very distinct reality to that. Um, because w- to go along with this progressivism that really, s- um, uh, this well, uh, let me, let me just uh, clean it up a little bit. Then, um, this welfare state that's gotten very, very carried away, um, has done more for, s- um, uh, like, uh, social slavery, really, um to such a huge portion of the population. And as population growth has dramatically increased, um, either, through bo- either through birth or import, um, and there's a direct channel um, to getting a, um, a, a government paycheck, you have a gigantic portion of the population that thinks that rather than working their ass off, They can actually just sit on it and still get paid, run a side hustle, and live pretty comfortably.
0: And we just saw that with Nancy.
1: Well, uh, yeah, but that's that's on the you know the top one percent of the population. That's probably not you know that's totally not representative of the norm. Mm. Uh, To go along with this population of dependents, what you still have in this country that is the group that is being the most focused and targeted and demonized in this country right now by every single poke and prod that they can create. and that's the and that's the working class, middle class, centrist, um, silent majority. Those people are actually the country. Those are the people that actually produce, for all of these dependents to be able to sit on their ass. They are not being spoken to by hardly any of the legislature, right? They're being further disenfranchised. Their jobs are being threatened. They're the ones that are taking the greatest hit under this pandemic, right? Mm -hmm. They represent the only future that this country has and still be considered the United States of America because it is there that celebrates the 4th of July it's there that they stay cool and they're temperate and they're and they're centrists right don't start no shit won't be no shit type people right the people that grow your crops the people that cut your hair the, the your bartenders your mechanics right your your normal everyday people those are the heroes of this fucking country, right? These dependents who are an easy flip to Marxism are the threat. Not amongst, not individually, but because that dependency will cause a flip to occur in this country that will eventually all make us slaves to some, some variety, some flavor of oligarchical corporatism. Because we will all wind up being slaves of Coke or Pepsi, right? Um, state-run you know, state media. Like I would argue that we already have state-run media.
2: 100%. So
0: right? why do you think that um, they <laughs> want to end the American way of life?
1: Because we are the only standing republic that's worth a shit on the whole planet we are we are the and 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 here's a term that um younger people will probably never have heard in, in 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 recent history if ever because they didn't get it in academia unless they were homeschooled or they went to a good private school or something like that right um but there are phrases in our common vernacular being of, of a certain age, right? That we are the beacon of light on the planet. And that doesn't mean that we're the fucking police of the planet. Cause that shit's bullshit, right? That's cool. That, 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 that's a whole separate agenda. Mm-hmm. We did win the war, right? So, so we can project violence in a way that pretty much no other country can because, well, cause we're good at it. Right,
3: Um, and and
1: and in some cases, right, we have a moral obligation to step in and say, "Hey, you assholes need to cut the shit because your people are suffering." Right? Look, look at the shit that we do in Africa. Right? We we've got we've got green berets right fucking now, right, on some piece of shit fob running missions against assholes, right, protecting other assholes, right? Because it's the right thing to do and it probably provides some some variety of strategic interests against the fucking shy comms. But the point but the the bigger portion of the uh, of why we are projecting violence in places that we don't belong to is is because we have a moral imperative, right, as the castle on the hill, right? To 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 be the symbol of of what you can be. Right. And by toppling the United States, you cut all that shit out and the fucking Chi coms can continue to spread their fucking pollution over the entire planet and 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 further um, turn the United Nations into their tool. Because that's they are really tools. all
3: yeah. well I mean
1: I mean, they are tools, but if you actually look at the United Nations, like it, 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 like it, it's, it's not a good thing.
0: So, so through through that, what you just said, it sounds to me like we're getting closer to who they, they is, they are, they is, they uh, are. Who is they? No,
1: no, I, 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 I couldn't honestly tell you. I've been um, paying attention to this for you know twenty some years, and um, you know, unless you know, there's um. I'm not a nationalist, right? I'm patriotic. I love my country. Sure. I'm not an
0: Absolutely. Right? But uh, there are other forces at work here outside, I think, outside of our country.
2: They're, yeah. They're, they're, sorry, they're, let, me, let me cut in because I, I think I have a really good explama- explanation okay. for this one. Okay. And that goes back to that Wendell Berry quote where he says, the system, comma, if it has a brain, comma, wants you to be distracted by this. And, um, it, for those that are interested, there's a, a, computer simulation called the game of life that I think is immensely instructive and, uh, it's like a checkerboard. And if you're, if the cell on the checkerboard is black, that means you're, that cell is alive. And if it's white, it means that cell is dead. And, uh, the rules are to be born. You need like two neighbor cells that are alive. And if you have like more than four or five neighbor cells that are alive, you'll die of starvation. If you have one or two neighbors, you'll be okay. Um, like you have, you don't die of loneliness or starvation. You've got a stable thing going. And those are like the only rules of the game and the complexity that comes out of it. Like some of them let you scribble on the, on the checkerboard to just randomly start things off. If you type in Game of Life on Google, you will see the most bizarre wars being fought and civilizations rising and dying and all kinds of really crazy shit. And I love to point that out to people as an example of that if you have four simple rules, you can create immense complexity. If you have the number of variables that we have in our current society, blow your mind. And so I'm not saying that, that George Soros isn't, a fucking shit bag. Cause he is. Um, and that all the, you know, the Fabians aren't, you know, awful and all the rest and, you know, um, Bohemian Grove sure as shit probably is real. You know, I'm not saying the boogeymen aren't out there, but focusing on exactly who the boogeymen are, I believe is a mistake. Is that your conclusion, Jay?
1: Yeah, I, I, I totally would. Um, because, you know, for, for a lot, you know, for a lot, uh, you know, a lot of um, strategic and military, uh, military-ish kind of reasons. Really, um, the that sort of shit has been going on as long as we've had some variety of organization on this planet as civilizations. There, there have all you've been able to look at any civilization and and follow the and follow the triangle up until you find a uh, a point or a sphere of control where all things come from and our shit now is super complicated with these cor- w- w- with these gigantic corporations right you you ever you ever seen any of those um, tree diagrams that show which corporation's own which brands you ever seen any of that
0: yeah i've seen some of that nope. yeah
1: yeah, well, I, I, that's really damn interesting to me because you you know w- w- what you come to find out is is that all of our brands are really only owned by like you know half a dozen companies or entities
2: more like and that in- and that includes your Whole Foods or even your neighborhood organic store. That's Almost right. Almost all that stuff is owned by Kraft Foods and the rest of the you know the the big few. Um, even the the port, the most evil pork processor you've ever heard of is also owning your organic brand in your hippie store
1: right, ironic, right oh, so, right so if 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 you can identify who the ownership of these corporations are, you have to know through logic that 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 those ownership groups all know each other. Those ownership groups control everything that you digest and everything and and everything that you touch so manipulating markets to benefit one of these corporate interests as long you know even though it takes a million miles for it to you know matriculate back to its roost it's still present and you have a greater projection of power through asset than you do through government, right? Like you don't find it ironic that, you know, you've got uh I don't I, I don't know offhand. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a guess. And you know, you, you have a dozen countries that are super nuclear, right? You don't find it ironic that nobody's cooked one off on somebody yet over the last fifty, sixty ish years? Right. Right? You don't find that ironic, right? We do. You don't find it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did. We did the, the, twice. <laughs> yeah, we did. We did because at that time we were the biggest swinging dick on the planet.
3: Yeah,
1: right. Because we could actually sack up and do what's fucking necessary, right? Because like everybody seems to fucking forget that we landed on the beach, right? And and on our walk from Normandy to Berlin. We either fucked or killed everything that was in our way. And in some cases, and in some cases we did both because we're fucking, because we're savage, right? Because the dudes who were pulled out of their, out of their suburbs had a duty to go do some patriotic shit. They didn't know what they were getting into, but they said, Hey, I'm an American, and this is what I've got to do. I don't have to like doing it, but while I'm here, I'm going to make the most of it. Because if, if I got to kill every motherfucker that's in front of me so I can go back home to Betty Sue, then everybody's dying, right? And that's how we used to roll. That's how we used to roll. We didn't have you know the you know these bullshit Jags going along with teams and saying no 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 rules of engagement. Mm-hmm. You got to wait. You got to wait before you light those fools up. Yeah, but we're here to kill them. Yeah, but the rule is, right?
4: Mm-hmm.
1: And and that's why we keep not winning, <laughs> right? It's not that we're losing, it's that we're not winning. And the the difference between dropping, you know, dropping something really big and stupid on a tiny island, right? Yeah. And telling them in advance, right? Um, that's because we had big balls and we said, Hey, check this out. We're not entirely sure how this is gonna go. So uh we know it's gonna be big and dramatic, but we don't know exactly how big. So if y'all wanna leave, it might be cool, right? And then and then we dropped one and said, Wow, that 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 really worked. Let's do it again just to make sure. <laughs> do
0: it again, do it again.
1: Right. Because, because we know that the Russians are also working on this shit. So let's show them that not only can we do it, but we will do it.
3: Yeah.
1: Right. And then after that, we cooked, we were cooking them off in the Pacific. Like it was cool. Right. Mm -hmm. And then, and then we started spreading them out to our friends and saying, Hey, look, check this out. We, we've got the good shit. Um, so Why don't you have some of the good shit and, you know, maybe um, maybe the Russians won't be so quick to to do it to you. Mm -hmm. And but somehow Pakistan and India got some. (laughs) Right. And um, explain to me why they shoot shoot at each other every single day over their tribal bullshit. But yet they haven't launched anything really good at each other. It's because all that shit is under the control of someone. They. It's bad. It's bad for somebody's economy to do that sort of shit.
0: Yeah, it's bad for everybody's yeah. economy.
1: Well, I know because it's actually just one economy.
0: So is it a, a one-world order? Is that what your is that who they is? is yeah, that an I Illuminati. It, I
1: don't know. I don't know that. I don't know that. I think that those are the easy. I think that I think that's like the easy words to use because you know it's popular. Um, I think that, that well, but I we think don't that, have anything else to call it. No, we don't have anything else to call it. That's why I just call it the corporation. Call it the umbrella core.
0: The
2: umbrella yeah, core. It, I'll, I'll argue a little bit with you, Jay here, and uh, or push back a little bit. Oh, and what the thing that I the thing that I really don't find useful in that. and I'm not saying it's not. This is not about. Uh, heh, It's a bit like the argument that uh, Jordan Peterson and What's-His-Name had about what the meaning of true is. Sam Harris, you know, Sam Harris wanted to keep it to meaning logically true or factually true. And Peterson was trying to say logically true but also useful. Right. And and, um, the thing that I worry about with having a boogeyman is that if he's so high up there and so well protected, that we fall into a victim mentality. And so in some cases, or maybe most, I like to think about the enemy being us. And what I mean by that is, um, like gun control has come through and come to power or come to, you know, legislation has passed and we didn't stamp our feet nearly as hard as the these Antifa fucks do. Mm-hmm. And um, And I'm not saying that anybody okay. should behave the way they are, but in some sense, we get the, the government that we collectively um, deserve. And, right. uh, and there's also some shit that's out of our control, like who could have predicted exactly the, the harm and the good that social media would cause? Like the revolution, you know, there, there's this thing with evolution where you're always optimally evolved. It depends on what species you are. But right now we're optimally evolved for like 80,000 years ago. There's a trailing, evolution trails current circumstances. And it is, in, it is incredibly clear to me that social media is super toxic. You know, it's crack, crack rock, let's say. There's a lot of fun, but there's a big friggin' hangover. And uh, I've heard people say that when they tried crack, while they were inhaling, they were already trying to figure out how to get more. And apps like TikTok and no bullshit. Like that's some of the scariest stuff I've ever heard of. And uh, so we've got these things that are these technologies. Well, kind of like World War One and the machine gun and nerve gas, right? People were riding around on on horses and feathery hats. (laughs) And then, you know, the gun that had to be hauled in on a railroad track showed up. And that's kind of uh, some things like that. You know they can cause a big, you know, handle wise use of technology, is a giant friggin' deal. And so I'm not trying to to disagree that there's not a bad guy, but I worry about the usefulness of any sort of conclusion. Does well, that make sense?
0: It's like you yeah, know, it's I, like any totally, anything totally in technology, could it could be used for good or it could be used for bad. You know, right? And I think how people I think use
1: that, And I think that they have become abundantly uh, enthusiastic about how it's um, uh, uh, one of one of the best tools uh, of um, uh, I'm sure that there's a better word than than propagandize. Um, But
2: I think you can jump straight to mass mind control pretty. easily.
1: I I, yeah, I, I was I was hesitant, but. Um, I, I think that you can absolutely do that. And, and I think that it's really easy to, um, to watch this if, <clears throat> um, if you're able, and, and, and this probably takes a gigantic amount of narcissism, <laughs> right? Um, but if you're able to withdraw, right, and kind of hover over the social and hover over mass media yeah. and just look at it, Instead of absorb it and just kind of watch it, but not, but not think about it. Right. I mean, you can intellectualize it, but, you know, but, um, you can see all these various little groups like gangs in New York, right. You've got, you know, you've got the rabbits and fucking butcher guy and like all these various Mm -hmm. little groups. Right. Um, and that's, and that's what we've got going on right now. Right, um, and that that fragmentation of these little groups, because I know a lot of people who don't use social media. I know a lot of people who looked at it and said that shit's retarded. Um, I don't really see the point. I I don't really give a shit if you know what I look like today or what I'm doing or what my food looks like or any of this other like hokey retarded shit that you know we use you know, likes as personal affirmations, right? Mm-hmm. If you don't indulge in that culture, all this shit looks a whole lot more stupid, and you have this gigantic group of people that are actually defining their identities by their likes, their, their subscriber count, and their follower count.
0: It's like the right? Black Mirror. You ever watch the Black Mirror? No. Dude. Oh, man. you got to watch the Black Mirror. Black Everything Mirror. you're saying is that. <laughs> it's that it's oh. it's that show.
1: Oh. Fucking so see, damn independent thinkers again, right?
0: Oh, <laughs> I mean it uh, it's like just hits the nail on the head with what's going on with our you know, the, our the society. Maker,
2: well, the it, maker of Black Mirror decided not to release season I think it's three or four now. Uh, because, I hate because to do that. because twenty twenty had already done it. Oh uh, really? He didn't need to inject more weird. Yeah, that's what I heard. Um, uh, I but it have... is. <laughs> I I hate it when Uh-oh. they do that, man. Yeah, right, right. You know he's like, mean? they stole my timeline.
0: Yeah, yeah. He's like this. He's like, I never thought this would happen this soon, but boom, it's already right right right. here, twenty twenty. What a yeah, weird, what a crazy year, twenty twenty.
1: Yeah, but like in the grand scheme of things, man, it, it it's it's just fucking time passing man fucking because like the, the reality of it is, is that, um, these social upheavals and all these things that happen, um, that we think are so fucking important are cyclical. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the good news is, is that like a third of the planet still doesn't have running water uh, or, or, in, 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 you know, they don't have like, uh, a toilet in their house that they shit in right um and don't have electricity regardless of all this commie fucking like sustainability bullshit mm. right that they're tr- you know trying to bring fucking you know light bulbs to tribes in africa who don't even know you know well where did you come from flying man in your ship right <laughs> yeah. like why? why did your boat come from the sky
0: the anastasi right?
1: Right. Well, no, ancient
0: aliens,
1: (laughs) dude. There's still gigantic portions of this planet that like people don't know about electricity. Okay, and it's because we take all this like uh, modernity for granted, and we think that the whole planet looks like one of them Star Wars robot planets and shit. And like that's not the case, right? Um, We live in, in in a in an aberration. On this, on this planet, right? You know, Europe, eh, you're, you know, Europe's, you know, Europe's Europe and like Asia's Asia and shit like that, but there's like a whole lot of other plan, a uh, whole rest of the planet that's untouched by any of this bullshit. And um, th- there is a tremendous amount of hope, right? That if you're willing to grasp there th- all of this shit that's going on right now, like all this shit that's in like the, um um all your social media and like you know all of you know your you know mass media and like news and you know if you call it news you know all that sort of shit that they're pushing at you they wouldn't be doing that shit if they weren't in deep shit there's no reason to pump propaganda if you're winning
2: that's a good point that is a good point and that is a major, I believe, a major causal factor in this whole thing is that mainstream media, Jordan Peterson pointed this out a couple of years ago, and Jay's description of it jogged my memory, that mainstream media is totally dying. And Trump was kind of the best thing that ever happened to them for giving them another four years of life, because things are so good, what's there to write about? and uh so they've just been writing clickbait piece after clickbait piece from their you know manhattan apartments while they're you know sniffing each other's farts on twitter so this is a major problem as well circling back on the technology is that most journalists are getting all of their primary source material from twitter yeah. and uh, that reminds me if you guys want to get the real shit andy no um oh, okay. ngo yeah. is kind of again. The great- yeah it. andy no so uh, he's via, he's a vietnamese refugee um november and yeah NGO. Okay. like non-governmental organization oh, um,
3: yeah. and
2: Some uh <laughs> yeah, yeah and that dude has had his ass handed to him a bunch by antifa one time where he was severely beaten got brain damage and they go hunting for him now, and I don't know how he gets his footage. He must be wearing some wacky disguise or something, because he's this little gay Asian dude. Like yeah. he, he has every you know he he's completely anachronistic, which I love. You know so, he he you you'd peg him as a lefty, but he really just loves liberty. And coming from Vietnam, he actually knows how good we have it. And um, so anyway, everybody's just looking at what he's doing. So real quick, what he
0: Andy. Uh, Kuong NGO, born 1986, an American social media activist, journalist, best known for covering street protests in Portland, Oregon. He is editor-at-large of the Post-Millennial, a Canadian conservative news website. No came to national attention in May 2017 after he was fired from the Portland State University student newspaper, The Vanguard, uh, according to the newspaper editor, inciting speech and posting half-truths on Twitter. He received attention in 2019 when he was involved in a confrontation with protesters while covering a counter-protest by the Proud Boys, which we talked about earlier, uh, in Portland. And later due to alleged connections with far-right groups Patriot Prayer, which that was the guy who got murdered was part of, and Proud Boys.
2: I love the way there's so much propaganda just right? in that. song. It's not a way beat Right. Yeah. Exactly. Confrontation yes. With protesters. It wasn't a confrontation. Yeah. They beat his ass with bricks and stuff like yeah, and that's it totally where it's really true. useful when you get to the primary source material and you can watch it with your own eyes and then look right. at what they're writing. And that's that's where I have anger management because I don't like it when people are being lied to. Um, but uh Yeah.
1: Uh, but you know, you know. So to, to bring it back to the states, because that's where we live, um, all of this hocus pocus that's going on. The you don't find it ironic going back to the nuclear theory, right? You don't find it ironic that nothing's really happened yet.
0: Nothing, in yep. our, and with these protests, is that what you're yep. saying? Nothing has really happened yet.
1: Nothing's really happened. But don't you so, think it's so to the
0: boiling point? I mean, it, I go back to that video no, uh, no, of, man, that I you don't. posted to the, the African-American guy. It's like, you know, you keep poking yeah, because you, yeah. you guys are the minority. You're not the majority. And the majority is going to say enough's enough, and they're going to push back.
2: Yeah, you don't understand, though, Marty, that these leftists don't know that they're not the majority. They're right. in such a bubble. That yeah, they, they don't get it. That, no, I yeah.
0: understand that. I completely understand oh, yeah. that. But uh, okay. what, what what you're saying is, like, don't I find it ironic that nothing's happened yet? It's like, uh, it's like no, I mean, no, because we have, the majority has, we know we're the majority. And we know that these are a bunch of squeaky, whiny babies that, uh, you know, we're letting them yeah, have their home. tantrum. But uh, enough's going to become enough, and we're going to throw them over the knee, and we're going to spank them. <laughs>
1: But however But you don't
0: think that's gonna happen. I
1: I um I hesitate to say yes. I hesitate to say yes because one of the things that we maintain right now is mm-hmm. the moral high ground.
0: But at some point you have to come off your high ground, your morals, and you have to you have to invoke discipline. You know, just like just like with a child and you both have children, I mean there's only so much that you will let them get away with until you well, step in, correct?
1: That's absolutely correct. However, that's not the that's not the direct responsibility of the citizenry.
0: But who's responsible? One way to put it, but, but it is. Committed. But it is whether we but direct is it? it whether we as citizens direct it through the powers that be or we do it ourselves.
1: Assuming that you have the consent of the governed and, you know, all that sorts of thing. Yes, but like here's 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 the thing. Right, well, here's one of the things. You are ha- having um manifestations of riots but they are only burning down um where they live mm-hmm. <laughs> right
0: yeah it's only um, it's only certain areas that this happened, it is happening it's o- very few it is
1: only certain areas and the re- and the yeah. reason that it is only in certain areas is is because it's only occurring in areas where it where it will be permitted right where right? the
0: leadership there ...is of the same mind. We're,
1: Where the leadership is of, of the same mind. Right. And you know, and that's why Portland is Portland, right? Um, mm-hmm. and, New have, is each, New and, and New York is New York. And New York is New York. And, you know, Kenosha Chicago. Kenosha is Kenosha. At, yeah. at, Atlanta, um, you know. Um, well, Kenosha, no. Because Kenosha said um, th- they declined the National Guard. Right, and then half their town burnt down, and then they said, hey, you know what, we're going to take you up on that offer.
0: Right, because they said enough's they, enough. They had enough. And, like, and they, de- and they
1: deployed like 15, 1,500 National Guard assisted by, you know, a couple al- alphabet agencies, and um, they kept it contained because the total goal is always containment. And um, why aren't you, you know, if... Um, hey, I you think
2: I got a good one, a good... Good Go idea it. here, if you don't mind me jumping in. So yeah. Marty, you and I both know that there is awful stuff going on right now in, let's just say Syria, right? Yeah. And we've watched videos of people being burned alive in cages by ISIS and the rest, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and we don't pick up our guns. And in some sense, maybe we're moral cowards, but in a larger sense, I think we pragmatically understand that we have a limited zone of influence in our lives, and so we pray for those people, and we, yeah, we pray for those for those good people, and and that 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 they have peace.
0: But let me uh, let me let me roll back just a little bit. I mean, you say maybe that, we're cowards. We're not cowards because we know that you and I can't just pick up our guns and go over there. But we do know that we have go. Oh, I know.
2: We no, have. We go- can. No, no, we can pick them up. I, I have friends that have gone I, over there.
0: We could I, totally I, I,
2: do that. I, I know, I know people that. But have not
0: pragmatically, we can't.
2: Not practically. Uh, exactly. Because exactly. that's why we that's have. That's
0: point. why we have a government. That's why we have a military. That's why we, you know, that's why we like. All right, here's my voice as a citizen. Is you know, we, we have this military. We have this power. What they're doing's wrong over there. They need help.
3: My well, voice yep.
0: is send them over there to help.
2: Well and or well, I'll
0: go, you know, and I'm happy to go too, but I would never make the cut for a you know, a military team.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well well they have yeah. but let me let me chase down the, the let me not yeah, let me try and bring this back out of the weeds. Okay. Um if there's an armed robbery in in uh, New Hampshire, you know, we don't strap on our guns and go save them yeah, yeah. or whatever. Ooh. At the time, our country is so big now in terms of people that it's a continent. It's, it's so much bigger than the Founding Fathers ever imagined. And um, the, the concept of federalism, which has really grown, you know, has, has really died down where states rule themselves more or less as they see fit. You know, one possible outgrowth of this is that like I'm not about to go storm California to liberate the Second Amendment rights of Californians. That's the job of Californians. Yeah. And um I believe my my personal thinking is that there is a zone of influence and a zone of concern that we need to come to that is smaller than the national, you know, than 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 the size of the United States. Because California, Oregon, and Washington we're not going to convince those governments anytime soon that they're not doing exactly what they should be doing. And so there is a path um, that some are calling balkanization yep. where we shrink our zone. Balkanization, like the Balkans, the Balkan Islands. you know, former Yugoslavia, you know how there's like 20 different countries now. Yeah. You know, that's the only chance that I personally see to save the Republic is to actually go back to a Republic. And for California to oh. quit telling Idaho and Florida and Tennessee what to do. And likewise, that if they want to have some wacky religion called leftism and anti-racism in their states, that as long as they don't bring it over their borders, you know, we leave them alone. Mm-hmm. And that's somewhat fatalistic of me. But when you, when you think of the, the contrast, you know, the Gettysburg Address is, is thought of as one of the greatest speeches of all time. And I, I would urge listeners to go back and read it. It's quite short, but it's basically Lincoln patting himself on the back while standing on the, the, the graves of 500,000 Americans that had died over the last couple of days, saying how important it was that he killed all those Americans to keep the republic together. And that, to me, is one of the most un-American things I could ever think of. And I, you know, my personal reading of history and it. Obviously, I think slavery is abhorrent and always was abhorrent. However, I don't think the war against the states was fought about slavery. I think it was fought about taxes and trade and tariffs. And okay. uh, it doesn't even matter. Like to kill, to boast about killing half a million Americans so that you could keep your borders constant. You want me to read that, it? To me, it, it? Sure. Let me
0: read it right here. So Abraham Lincoln. as a final resting place for those who here gave their lives that nation might live. It is altogether fitting and proper that we should do this. But in a larger sense, we cannot dedicate, we cannot consecrate, we cannot hallow this ground. The brave men living and dead who struggled here have consecrated it far above our poor power to add Or detract. The world will little note nor long remember what we say here, but it can never forget what they did here. It is for us, the living, rather to be dedicated here to the unfinished work which they who fought here have thus far so nobly advanced. It is rather for us to be here dedicated to the great task remaining before us that from these honored dead we take increased devotion to that cause for which they gave the last full measure of devotion, that we here highly resolve that these dead shall not have died in vain, that this nation under God shall have a new birth of freedom, and that government of the people, by the people, for the people, shall not perish from the earth. And that's the speech you're talking about.
2: Yep, and I'm not saying there's not some brilliant speech writing in there. I'm just talking about the underlying. No, you know, and that's, that's what,
0: yeah, exactly. And that's that's why I wanted to read it, yeah. um, because he does reference the dead a lot.
2: He does. The, the Union soldiers have a very nice monument, and the Southern soldiers are in a pit. And yeah. uh, those Southern soldiers were no less American, in my mind, than the Northern soldiers. Um, but... They're not treated the same. And, no and uh, point.
0: In fact, you know, the last state flag with the Confederate symbol on it was taken down uh, and being replaced in Mississippi. So they've got a um, a magnolia or something on there instead. Mm-hmm.
2: The southern part of the country was heavily agrarian. They were the growers, yeah. and they were growing cotton and grain and everything, right? And uh, the Northerners were the industrialists. They had all the mills, you know, that would turn the cotton into, into cloth and they were, and they were getting really nice prices from England and everywhere else to sell that finished fabric. And they were paying very low prices to the farmers and they were setting those prices. And also they forbade those farmers from exporting them overseas to get the best price. So they were fixing the price and keeping these guys under their boot. And uh, it's a classic, I think, most of American history, including today. It's another lens we can look at it through is agrarian versus urban. The yep. needs of urban people are drastically different from those of agrarian. And if you try and push urban ideals onto agrarian people, they're not going to respond well. And so that's what I mean when I say that the yep. war of northern aggression there yeah, was yeah. not not about Slavery. I mean, Dred Scott, you know, where the, the Supreme Court, you know, said that blacks were were property, even if they escaped to the northern states. You know, that was the that was the law of the land when the Civil War kicked off. And it was only a couple years in that that Lincoln actually emancipated the slaves. And his plan was to ship them off to Africa because he didn't like them either. And so painting Lincoln with any kind of a positive racial brush is a very tough task. And again, I believe no matter what color you are, you're one of God's children. So, you know, I, I obviously think that all of that is barbaric. Um, but, uh, yeah.
0: I mean, everybody's way of thinking back then was backwards.
2: That's one of the scariest things to me is the degree of white supremacy and racism that, that the Democrat party is yet again displaying, you know, that, that these, that these woke white people need to come in and save these poor blacks from from the rest of us. And it's like, you guys have been doing that for the last 50 years. Maybe if you gave it a rest, you know, things might actually be better if you quit trying to fix things, is my personal feeling. And and to these these white folks that say that they're racist and immediately, you know, the... Uh, the lady who wrote, who wrote White Fragility, which is the new Bible, openly says that she's racist, that she's uncomfortable around people of color. Hmm. Why in the hell is she their high priestess right now? Right. That's insane.
0: Yeah, don't get it. So uh, I'm still... You know, I still don't feel any better about this. You know, oh yeah, let's so.
2: move on because I got the <laughs> Balkanization was the gateway drug. To there am go.
0: Yeah, yeah. So let's get into that. All right. Sorry. And
2: and it it dovetails great with with Jay feels in our brief talks. I think exactly the same way that you surround yourself with people that love liberty and places that love liberty. You know, but Jay, I'll let you give give your your talk on that because I think it's a really good one.
1: Yeah, because you know, I this is pretty simple to look at really. I mean, granted most of the population of the, of the country lives with, um, along the coast. Right. Um, and we've seen it, uh, begin to manifest itself, um, with some of these, um, COVID responses by the States where you have, uh, New York, New Jersey, I think Pennsylvania, that little, um, so, you know, uh, northern, mid-Atlantic, New Englandish um, collection of states who denied a federal response and said that we'll handle it on our own with our own union. And then on the West Coast now, you see with this um, Marxist insurgency in Washington, Oregon, California, it really would not be much of a stretch and really would not be very difficult. If those unions of states seceded and formed their own nation state, the complication, mm-hmm. the complication becomes, well, within those unions or something, who decides how they're supposed to be governed there? Because now you're not covered under a constitution and right. you'll see fighting there between people who say hey look i don't really care that you want to get together with these other states i'm from vermont i'm a citizen of the united states and i want to stay a citizen of the united states within being a citizen of the state of vermont and then vermonters have to go at it with each other to decide how that state is going to be ruled And where there was like this mysterious line between North and South in balkanization, you don't have that. You have communities, you have towns, you might have counties, but in, in what people call the flyover States, we see in the, in, in the election results that most of the flyover votes the same way, except for tiny pockets. And, with balkanization, you would theoretically separate the 50 states into groups or clusters of states that think or wish to behave the same way. Now, in Yugoslavia, that was largely separated by religion, and it's still kind of that way. That, that, that's how they've been able to reasonably make nice with each other with Serbia, Croatia, uh, Bosnia, Herzegovina, um, they still go at it from, you know, from time to time, as it would seem. And um, some other superpower has to uh, step in and say, hey, y'all got to chill out because it's totally not cool. And then they go back to doing what they were doing with, you know, having had a little skirmish and it, uh, and it is what it is there's a lot of discussion in this country about maybe it's time for mommy and daddy to separate and separate before it gets ugly. And they have a really ugly divorce. Um,
0: and by mommy and daddy,
1: mommy and daddy are States mommy and daddy are States.
2: And there's a, there is like a, a, a balkanizing light that is my utopic hope, but probably won't happen. Or I, I hope it happens. Um, where if we go back to a strict originalist interpretation of the constitution, you get exactly what we're talking about with the 10th and 11th Mm -hmm. amendment, where the problem is that the leftists out there want nationalization. They want to control the whole country. And, uh, I can promise you that I will never live in a socialist country and I won't move. Um, so, and I know there's a lot of others like me. And so as far as I'm concerned, you know, what the leftists are asking for is that fundamental inversion of individualism to collectivism. And that's where the deal breaker sits, I think, with a lot of folks. Mm -hmm. And so if there's a way to reasonably communicate that, and this is where I think I'm being utopic, if there's a way to communicate to California, Washington, Oregon, and the Eastern Seaboard that this is not going to play, um and that hey there's a way for us to get along and you guys can do whatever freaky shit you want in california um and we'll do our conservative stuff over in the other in the quota yeah i love that they call them the flyover states because i'm really happy they fly over us it's great
1: yeah Um, exactly.
2: but you know there's already and and i'll give you an example of this idaho just takes shit from nobody in most cases not all Um, Not as much as I'd like, but on the subject of firearms, there's a law on the books in in Idaho that uh, law enforcement of any stripe in Idaho is forbade from helping the ATF or any other federal agency in in enforcing new firearms laws. So like the bump stock ban, Mm -hmm. if I was dumb enough to have bump stocks here uh, (laughs) when I have access to full auto and the ATF thought that was frowny and they wanted to raid me. They would have to bring in somebody else from out of state, and that's not how they roll. That's not how it works. Additionally, Idaho says, uh, you know, federal government, your NFA Act is completely unconstitutional, and we don't recognize it, and I know a lot of people here that make their own cans, and the law is that you have to scribe them made in Idaho and agree to not take them over state lines, and the state of Idaho is super cool with everybody doing that.
0: Really? Really? Yeah, I didn't know that. That's cool. So you can you can make your own cans there in Idaho.
2: You can make your own can in every state in the union, but in Idaho, it's legal.
0: Well, yeah, but I, that's what I meant.
2: <laughs> well, no, no, I'm I'm sorry to be nitpicky, but we do linguistically. It's really important when people tell you you can't do that. Just remind yourself, even if you don't tell them, oh yes, I can. There's a real difference between what you can do and what's legal. And when we use the words that you can't do that somewhere, we put it into our subconscious that we actually well, can't do can't it. You can't
0: legally do
2: that. Great. <laughs> but <laughs> you can agree.
0: legally do that in Idaho.
2: According to the state of Idaho, just like in California how it's legal to grow pot, um, that's that's the score, yeah. And so to the degree which states turn away from the federal government, um, that is going to get it, there is a possibility of states just declaring well, just themselves like, So, free.
0: so another example of that to kind of reverse is the um, uh, the magazine ban. So, you know, and recently here in Calif in California, the uh, the Ninth District Circuit Court ruled that it was unconstitutional for them to. To ban high capacity magazines. But California had a law that said, you know, even though it's against federal law, we're saying it's not legal here because we're, you know, we're our own state. We make our own laws. And you can't have it here right. in California.
1: It's actually active evidence of the precedent, right? That California is aware of the 10th Amendment. They selectively use it, mm-hmm. right? Um, if you're able to convince these states, Say, hey, look, you can do what you want to do to your population. However, our national rules trump yours. Yes. Right? Yeah. And that's totally cool. We've largely gotten away from states running themselves. And um, if you had states go back to running themselves. Right. Right it would be a lot cooler be better and yeah. it, it would be it would be endlessly better which is the right? way it was originally um, designed which is the way that it was originally designed and you know even even somebody like Trump has figured that out because if if you go back to i think february he called a meeting of all the governors and said look we got this thing we don't really know what's going on but you run your state and 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 you and you handle your citizens i will assist you from the federal government right. but it's on you to make the decisions for your state and the governor's
0: all the shit for what the governor's did
1: that's right because all these motherfuckers want to th- want, want to give an, a, a a perspective that the nation should be nationalized and that daddy government should run your should should be able to interject into your life. They're looking for a federal response because, in their mind, the government is the ultimate power over the nation, rather than how the rest of us believe that the citizen is the ultimate power right. in the country. Right there, are, and just to circle back because I think it's important is that there are a lot of people in this country that still believe that the citizen matters. And and I think
0: it's the majority. I think it's still the majority of the country believes that. And that's the point that I've... That's my long game for this episode, is that ultimately it's still the citizen. And you have the voice, but you have to use that voice. You can't that's just right. You can't just sit back uh, on the sideline... And hope that these little temper tantrums are going to play themselves out. And also, <laughs>
2: when it's when it's and, and maybe I'm harping on this because you know a lot of uh, political preference is is genetic. It looks like about half of it. And people that are high in in personality trait order, you know, they like things neat, tend to be conservative, and they tend to be rule followers, which is why they're well behaved. And uh, what I just that's why I was harping on that allowed versus able thing. I think conservatives especially tend to put themselves in the box of, of what the government tells them they can and can't do. And in the coming times, I think it's going to be very useful to be able to think um, somewhat plastically, somewhat, you know, to be flexible in one's thinking, you know, about the, the range of possible actions you know, civil disobedience and on up the escalation ladder there. But what Conservatives need to wrap their heads around, around that idea, yeah. I think.
0: But what they also have to understand is that the government telling them what to do is voicing their opinions on what they want to be told to do. You're gonna it's have an, to run echo, that it's an echo of what the citizens want. That's why we oh. have elected officials, is that you're putting these people in the power to reflect what you want done. And how you want the country run, and how what laws you want passed, and what laws you don't want. So it is the, I, it is the people, it is the citizen, and that's what that people forget. That's what people that forget.
2: Is, I I agree with you, but uh, somebody, a very wealthy um, investor type that has mentored me a little bit, um, he doesn't really think this, but what he said was voting is for poor people. Yep. And what he meant by that is that that's the token, and I'm I, I don't mean this in an, in a I'm going to speak in a denigrating way for the purposes of illustration. I don't necessarily think this way, but mm-hmm. that voting is the token that the power elites give to the serfs uh, to let them think that they're in charge of the government. And I I completely agree that. You know when the founding fathers laid this thing out, when when the state appointed senators, you know when individual states appointed senators at the very beginning, that yes, that worked. I am not at all convinced that that's the situation now. And well, no, I know it's that's
0: not. It's part. not working because people have forgotten that they have the power. That and that's kind
2: of where I talk about the and it's you know, slowly government. been
0: taken away from them by the government. You yeah, know the power, yeah, but is- only.
2: But only because we let it happen and pay right. attention to these people. And that's, that's where I go to the a little healthy disrespect for these fools is, is really in order. And uh, on both sides of the political aisle. And um, we have some public servants, you know, like Trey, Trey Gowdy. He did his time and he got out. That man was a servant. And I'm not saying I agreed with everything he stood for, mm-hmm. but he was trying to help. But that's and what needs to happen
0: guys, is they do their term and they get out. You can't have these career politicians, you know, these people that are making millions and millions of dollars. You've know, you got these lobbyists that are lying in the pockets. Uh,
2: you know, By contrast, the French government is terrified of the populace.
0: The yeah. French government will turn <laughs>
2: on a friggin' dime. And yeah. let me give you a good example of why, why nobody in government cares about our opinion. How many people on the right we were out in the streets when Edward Snowden's revelations came to light about Prism and the rest. And I'm not talking about Edward Snowden and whether he did it the right way or whether Russia was a smart move. Mm-hmm. I just mean that when we found out that the federal government was doing heinously illegal shit to us and doing everything in 1984 and then some, nobody was out in the streets.
0: Mm-mm. No, I mean, they actually turned on him. Yeah he turned yeah, on Snowden. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Totally turned on him
1: saying that you know they should be you know hung for treason and 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 in all reality um a, a great deal of the information that we have about the ills done against the population um all came from um you know his data, you know yeah. Panama Panama papers and you know
2: all sorts of interesting tidbits of horrors and
0: yeah, And everything that
2: we, worried, uh, that we worried about that happening happened to Trump. And guess who did it? Obama. You know, That's like been- as scary shit as you could imagine, we have proof of having happened. And so there is a problem that is parallel to the one we're discussing and, kind of, and entangled with it. That is, how do we make our government representative again? Because I don't feel represented by anybody but my local city councilwoman.
1: Uh, yeah, there's that. And, uh, you know, I, I, th- I think that we are on the slow roll, um, towards some sort, some particular variety of, um, um, social breakdown that will eventually lead to some variety of, um, martial action. Um, because I think that as soon as, you start seeing some real breakdown, some real, you know, some, um, uh, you know, n- n- not like this protester shit, but um, you have, um, I don't know, they, they they determined that this county is a strategic or economic interest, so we're going to secure it for continuity's sake. And now you have, you know, um, MRAPs stationed in a neighborhood or around you know, uh, some federal buildings. I think that that's going to start stirring some feelings and
0: but do you that's think, when, do you think the defunding of the police is a step towards that? Where, yeah,
1: I think that, uh, yeah, I absolutely think so. Yeah, yeah I absolutely. Think, I, I, a, think ab- the, I think that there's
0: part of the plan.
1: I think that there's absolute intent on that. And, and you can look back to some of Obama's campaigning where he said that, um, Part of his uh, part of his hope and change was going to uh, nationalize uh, the police department well wh- one of the things that you have to do um, before you can nationalize the police department is is that you have to discredit it and you have to show that it is inept and you have to portray it in a certain way that we can do it better and if they um, and if they continue um, you know, behaving poorly, then we're going to have to replace them with something that has consistent training and consistent messaging um, and a consistent uniform, um, so that instead of having your local cop, right, that you know that you know that his kid goes to school at your kid's elementary school, now you've just got some fed that um, you know drives to wherever he's assigned to during roll call and he has no personal attachment to the community or the people there, right? You lose community policing then. And that then turns every, you know, all of those people that you have interactions with at the supermarket into people that you don't know about, you have no historical connection to, you don't give a shit about them uh, one way or another. So if, um, if you get orders to be savage, it just is what it is. Doesn't mean shit because you don't know them. Um, but by de- all of these, all of these movements, right? And I think there's, I want to say there's tw- twelve or fourteen of them nationally right now. Um, well, if you defund, if you defund your law enforcement, who's going to be your law enforcement?
2: You well, know, and then that-
0: the the fucking uh, government, the military. Well, and- the Fiocchi
2: family has been producing high-quality ammunition since 1876. In 2020, Fioki's is launching a full line of premium products, everything from self and home defense to the long-range categories. The Fioki Blue Guardian line will feature specially-tuned products, specifically for home and self-defense. Featuring lead-free technology and the only NATO-certified zero-pollution primer in the world, Fioki's is a proud sponsor of the Talking Lead Podcast and the Leadhead Brigade. Yoki trains, V.O.P. protects. And, uh, you know, they're, they're pushing for this bifurcated policing system with, you know, sort of social workers and educators kind of thing, right? Yeah. And one of the things that Obama explicitly had a goal for, which to me was one of the scariest things, was a unified national culture. And uh, to me, that was the signal that a a civil war was inbound at some point in the future if that actually happened, because the day that San Francisco has the same culture as Idaho, Tennessee or wherever is the day that people are killing each other in the streets and one of them wins and there's no more of the other ones. You know, there's no there's no way to unify those cultures. No, and uh, what, what the leftists are absolutely calling for, you know, hate speech is violence and all this stuff and a crime, and they'll absolutely beat somebody to death for saying a racial epithet or something. They're calling, you know, a bunch of Bernie uh, staffers, we're talking about uh, re-education camps, and That's they would right. call them something very nice, like, a you know, cultural learning or, you know, cultural appreciation or anti-racism mandatory training, like, you know, traffic school. Right? Yeah. Where yeah. you yeah. have a training, training. ticket. Diversity you know, training. Or, yeah. Yep. And so, mandatory diversity training. And you know what? You're going to go to the summer camp over here because you screwed up three times, and it'll be a week this time, and you'll get to do some intensive rehab on your hate speech for calling the dude an address, you know, with his balls poking out the front, you know, calling him sir accidentally when you see his stubble. Um, And uh, so, yeah, that's i I think that's another aspect of it
1: yep totally agree, and I think that you'll see a further i i think that I, I think that you'll continue to see an escalation of that um and um i I, th- I I think in the short run however i I highly suspect like i I will be so awesomely relieved if it doesn't happen, like in the most massive joyful go outside and dance a jig. If it doesn't happen, okay, but I highly suspect that we are going to see some variety of very dynamic, very dramatic uh, escalation of violence.
2: Now, maybe we can, uh, because we're dragging on in time, maybe we can move to the what, you know, Marty was asking us, what what we thought individuals' actions should be.
0: Yeah, let's do that. So amongst all this, I mean, I, we've kind of given some good tips, you know, and I think what you guys with what's going on, and um, I don't know, I don't know. Maybe we haven't hit that yet, but so let's say, let's say, you know, this shit's coming down your your neighborhood, your road, it's coming to your town, because like you like we talked to earlier, it's like you know, this hasn't really directly affected us because we're not in these cities these towns where this these protests are directly happening and we're not we're not keen on you know chasing the tornado so to speak you know we don't we don't necessarily at this point see a need for us to go and and handle this shit but if it's if it's forced upon us i mean like you said i mean if the shit's right here in our backyard then we're going to you know we're going to do something we're going to be forced to do something if my hands forced then i'm going to do something so what do you yeah, guys totally. suggest if, you know, if, if, if you're thrust into this chaos, how do you handle it? The, f-
1: the first thing, well, maybe not the first thing, but like well on the way to being the first thing, real talk, no bullshit, is the first thing that you need to already have done is your area survey. You have to have your own variety of intelligence network set up for where you live and by
3: you that- need
1: and by that you need to know what the roads are that come in and out of your town you need you need to know what the checkpoints are that are or the choke points are that come in and out of your town right, right. where do they come from how far are they from the highway what neighborhoods are over there? What threats are in those? What 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 kind of threats could be coming from those neighborhoods or those other separate townships, towns, cities, you know, counties, whatever, right? Um, because if you know that a threat is coming, but you don't know the streets or the highways in and in and out of your neighborhood, in and out of uh, your development, in and out, you know, mm-hmm. um, we we all live in greatly different geographic areas. Like, you know, I'm in a, I'm in a suburb of a suburb of a suburb, right. Mm -hmm. That's actually separated by a body of water and the Everglades. So, um, I'm actually in a pretty good defensive position from where my threats could be coming from. Right. Um, so I know that, um, I really only have two roads that run through my town that are east and west. And my north, uh, north-south roads all terminate on one of those roads. I know how many cars it would take to block those roads,
0: right? Mm-hmm. Um, if there's ways I, I, around the roads,
1: um, fancy and stuff on, like that. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, um, in my town, um, I'm... Pfft, I already kind of have, um, I have a canal south of my town. So if you block those roads, you're not getting a vehicle across those canals because those canals have water moccasins and gators in them, right? (laughs) Yeah. And, um, right, so there's that. And um, there's also a, um, there's overpasses, right, that I could, you know, theoretically put observation points on to be able to identify incoming vehicles, right, or people on foot. Um, I have my area fairly well surveyed. I know it my distance It sounds distance like it.
0: You've, well, you know mean, it, it.
1: Well, I mean, well, this is what I do. Um, you know, I also happen to know that from my mailbox, um, down, down the end of my one way street to my gated community, whatever. Um, I, I, I know that I've got 456 meters from, uh, from my mailbox to the front entrance of my community. right. Um, I know what, I know what the halfway point is by which Oak tree it is. Cause that Oak tree has its own specific, knot from when the hurricane came and they cut down that limb. So that's an identifiable tree. I know what my, I know what my distances are. Well, my rifles are also doped. So, you know, it, if it got so retarded that I'm actually having to engage from like a surprise position because my neighbor told me that they have people entering the front gate. Mm-hmm. Which is like worst case scenario, right? Because like I don't want to defend. I want to aggress. I don't want to defend. I don't do siege politics. That's <laughs> bullshit. <I'm gonna laughs> fucking lose, right? I don't do that shit. Right. Uh, I want to stop them before they get into my community, and I have ample ways of doing that. That don't include that, that don't that aren't even firearms or explosives. You know what I mean? Like, you know, this isn't fucking Afghanistan right, yet.
0: Right, right. So and, so knowing knowing your area geographically is a huge advantage. You right. Know, you've pointed all, that out. All, and it could be used, like you said, because you know the swamps and you know all the choke points and you know how many cars it takes to do you could you could be the aggressor and like, all right, we know this is coming. Let's go ahead and block this off. So their only way in is they got to go through these swamps with the snakes and the gators and all this stuff. And by that time, that's going to take care of their asses. Or that's large, if that's they get large through difference. our barricades, then right. you know, we know distances. We know where we need to post up, that kind of stuff.
1: That's absolutely correct. Now, that, that's only a singular element of it, though. Is sure. that you? You also want to be understanding. Well, where where in my local area do I have concentrations of assholes, right? <laughs> I I know in my area, all right. I've identified um, um, certain parts, um, certain towns that have higher concentrations of um, anarchists. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know where the um I know I know where the Aryan Brotherhood hang out. Um, we all you know, we also happen to have um, Church of the Creator not too far from here. Um What's Church I of know, the Creator? I'm not going into that at all. You can Google it. Okay. And uh,
0: um, I'm gonna Google it right now. <sighs> uh, right. Yeah. Ditto
3: <laughs> Keep right. going, dude, not, sorry. Not, is not that like a is that
0: like a lemon party thing that I know? You know, <laughs> Are you punking me with no, this? No, no, not at all. No, not
2: right. Um, oh yeah, very interesting. Definitely would get you kicked off YouTube for showing it on the screen. Yeah, don't.
1: Yeah, don't. Yeah, just let them do their own thing in their own way. Whatever you know. And uh, so I know, you know. So I know south of me, generically where um, BLM is, right? Um, so. You know, you have you have points of social interest that you should also be paying attention to. If you happen to live in close proximity to those to those con, um, um, concentrations of, of of people, you might want to be paying attention to them. And in, and in, and instead of looking at all of your affirmative Facebook right Mm -hmm. and instagram groups that are your own personal echo chamber you might want to stop following the people that you agree with and start following the people that you don't agree with see what they're up to yeah keep track of that keep track of that um because it's it it's you don't really need to know all the time what what the people that you like are doing you need to know what the people that you don't like are doing, because if you if you go last minute and and try to go start searching for where they're posting their events, their rallies, their protests, their get-togethers, their meetups, right? You're too late. You're being reactive at this point, right? Yeah. And and reactive is more of that siege politics, and like that shit's a so loser f- so f- every day at the
0: Prime example, uh, you made a post on the League of Pirates. Uh, I think this might be a Twitter. Or I don't know what it is. But, anyways, Black Lives Matter, LA, Los Angeles County, oh, yeah. sheriffs killed a black man, Dijon, on the 109th and uh, Bud Long and left his body face down in the dirt. We need all hands on deck ASAP. Yep. Black Lives Matter posted this. Uh, so, you know, if you're following them, then you would know what to expect. You know, hey, there, there's a shitstorm coming on Dijon and 109th. That's right. Either get the fuck out of there that's right. or uh, you can
1: you, you can split um or 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 you can call the people that you have already gotten network. yourself in, yeah. into your network or your group or whatever else that you would like to label your associations as. Um and you know that kind of brings up, you know, brings to the next thing is that like don't be that dude that's all by yourself, right? Uh-huh. So
2: Right. The myth uh, of self sufficiency is just that. Having spent so a couple of minutes. years trying to farm enough food to serve to support a family, not a thing. You need you need a collective, haha, ha. a voluntary <laughs> collective. You
1: need a Voluntaryism is worth looking up. Yeah, agor- agorism is a nice thing. Yeah, uh, right. Um, yeah, we should do a whole another show on that, and you know agorism. They- yeah yeah how all this shit applies to the non-aggressive uh non-aggression principle and stuff like that that's all worthy talk um but um no you, you have to have people that you can rely on because you can't see everything you can't smell everything and you can't hear everything and you know um you you want as much early notice as you can to be able to oh i don't know um Get the wife and the kids out, get them to a secondary location, right? In advance of having to move through a crowd because that's a nightmare. That's bad. You're gonna lose, right?
2: Um, Oh, hey Jay, sir, who knows a lot about uh, local conditions on the ground and is like on duty for like 50 hours a week usually. Right now, and like, and is like hated by a lot of people. Police, the police, you know, how local law enforcement to make. Do you know how easy it is to make friends with a cop right now? (laughs) Right, They're just looking for friends. Oh man. And like I said, I got my issues with the way we do laws and law enforcement in this country, but I've got some really good friends who are cops, particularly if you roll jujitsu, really easy place to make friends with cops. And if you want to talk about having an intelligence network, if, if you get friendly with a couple of cops, you yeah. find out real quick what's going on. Now, that doesn't it's different. You know, Jay's adjacent to a more urban area than I am. But in my case, um, you know, the cops I know will tell me about the general temperature of things. You know, Jay and I have a mutual friend up in the northeast who is calling us up and giving us the intel from his neck of the woods. Hmm. And he yeah. said two things were noteworthy one of them was that a lot of out of towners with weird graffiti were showing up in the woods which is yep. freaky but yep. the other really big piece of intel intelligence was that in all the burglaries not all but most of the burglaries that he was servicing after the fact they had taken the food yeah and that a is bad a sign. really bad sign and also really important to know because it gives you the temperature of what's going on. And in my community, I do not have a worry of Antifa rolling through here. We're just too isolated. So but if
0: you're I taking have, the food, what does that indicate?
2: It, it indicates that you have people who are really, really hurting. And uh, both, you know, Jay and I were talking, I'm like, what kind of unholy shit would you do to feed your child if you if they were starving? You know, oh. moral. Tend to go out the window, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I all of it. I do
1: all of it. It would be like you know those Bible stories. They'd have to, <laughs> <write them down. laughs>
4: yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, I like, do. I'm, I'm very, very comfortable and very, very capable of, you know, ultraviolence. violence. Um, but I'm, you know, um, I'm, I'm restrained, with a rather sophisticated moral and ethical code.
0: You'd rather so, not. Yeah, I'd rather not do this. No, but if I don't you push to I, it, I, it. It will. I, 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 I don't want to I've done it I I, I
1: it's just you know I, I would prefer not to sure I would prefer not to because you know
0: so that's a great tip so uh, you know get your network get your sources befriend you know people that are in the know that, yep. could, that could tip you to what may be coming
1: yes have supplies at your house so you don't have to run to the you don't have to run to the grocery unnecessarily right? Have you know have all your backup stuff that you possibly can, right? Maintain your inventories. It's kind of easy now because they've been slowly training the population to you know be quasi preppers with this you know pandemic bullshit, yeah. right? Um, still everything... haven't
0: understood the toilet paper. Still don't. Still don't get.
1: It it, it was just it, it was reflexive. It's the same thing that we have in Florida when when people think that a hurricane's coming, they run out and buy water.
0: Yeah, I understand that, but I mean that's it's I, happened time it, and time it, again. But you've never heard of
1: because no, it it a toilet paper it was shortage. no it be it's it's just because people didn't know what else to do, so they went out and bought. <laughs> it's toilet. like
0: I've got everything. Let me buy toilet paper. <laughs>
1: yeah, let me buy a toilet paper. <laughs> I'm gonna buy toilet right, paper. No, no, no. I mean, you know, sanitation. You know, hygiene is a real thing. It is. But it is. You know, but you know, the kid also has socks. So you know, there's that.
3: There's the guard um, homes, yeah
1: there's garden hose, you know what I mean? It, it's one of those things, but no, you, you, you know, if, if, you know, limit your, limit your exposure, limit your travel, don't, don't move at night because, you know, that's when the goons are out. Um, you know, you know, really just sort of very basic type things, but, you know, going further down the road, the one thing that, um, I would also impart on people is that, these situations are not pistol problems. These are fucking rifle problems. Yeah, you you need a rifle. You need a rifle, and you need a rifle that you know how to shoot. You don't need. I'm not telling you that you need a rifle that's you know that that, that you've got a range card, right? And that you're doped and, and you know and and it's like you know, uh, Pete be, Pie totally predict, that Pete pie predictable. That would be ideal. Yeah, that's a good thing. You know what I mean? I'm happier than shit that you know that my completely bitch rifle is you know shooting <laughs> you know c- you know c- completely awesome and fucking gnarly um, uh, defiant munitions you know um, devil flowers, but um, my you know, ODS I'm,
0: 1775 I'm, is spot on. Yeah, uh, you know? well I was, so I was gonna... I, one MOA. I, I'll,
1: I'll I'll do a shameless plug and you know my completely bitching super low serial number ods pistol <laughs> right uh, is um um couldn't actually run any better um period um the defiant munitions just kind of throws it over the edge um but still waiting on know. mine
0: but that's okay i uh, still waiting on my defiant
2: munitions but that's okay yeah, oh, if I things come to those who wait, for sure. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, he sent me a couple so... of
0: messages, and I was just like, I understand, dude. I understand the situation, don't worry about it. <laughs> so I, hear there...
1: dick, I hear dick picks work,
2: just saying. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm going to send him to a lemon party.
2: <laughs> yeah, there you go, there you go. Tell him uh, to vote uh, lemon party, yeah. yeah. Uh, so there's a third category here. So we've got the suburban yeah. with Jay's situation, the rural with mine. Yeah. And um I listen to a bunch of comedy right now. That's almost all I listen to to um just silly stuff because the it's so bleak right now that I just cannot I really need to Yeah, clean some the palette. yeah, man. Yeah, and uh so listening to Joey Diaz on the Rogan show and they were talking about a couple episodes back they were talking about what was going on in LA and I have a um where the Armory is out of LA another great um proponent of ours And, uh, so I get all this Intel from worthy and his customer base. And I'm also listening, you know, Joey Diaz, who's a hard son of a bitch. Like, you know, he, he did some real stuff in the past and, and, um, you know, did his time and, and I think he's a good person now, but he was talking about a guy walking down the street in LA with an ax handle, uh, just knocking people in the neck and having them crumple one after the other. And people were not noticing what was going on. And Joey was on the wrong lane, tried to do a U-turn. He, he said he didn't have a heater on him, which I'm pretty sure he, 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 he's pretty loose with, yeah, he's a felon, so yeah. whatever. Um, but he tried to loop around and hit him with his car, but the guy ducked onto the train station and just kept going. And there have apparently been multiple, you know, small number mass shootings in L.A. where the people were not charged because they didn't want it to make the news.
0: Yeah, there's yeah, yeah, there's
2: massive,
1: there's massive, massive underreporting of grotesque violent crime occurring.
0: I've seen Um, videos of uh, people walking up behind white people and hitting them on the head with bricks and stuff. Yeah,
1: yeah, there's a bunch of that going on. It's like the new version of the knockout game. uh, Um, You know, it's not. It's totally not exclusive to you know black on white crime it's you know it's kind of like the soup du jour for all fucking assholes right now um, but you
3: have
1: <laughs> you have fucking lawlessness you know what i mean so, you have you have lawlessness you have damn near de facto fucking anarchy
0: yeah
1: and um,
2: but situational uh, awareness or, is key right now well well and and what i tell people and i i mean this um, in all the good ways if you were a jew in europe in 35, 36, 37, you looked around, you saw the temperature rising, you beat feet, you made it to America, congratulate, if you had the means. Yeah, And there were a lot of people who didn't have the means who were plenty smart but couldn't get out of the way of the horror that was to follow. And there are some people in LA right now who do not have the means to move, and my heart is with them. But there are folks in certain cities I'm. I'm just here to tell you, and I hate to say it, but you have been warned. You know what I mean? Like the state has let you know what the score is. Get the fuck out.
0: Yeah. And, um, and if you're not going to get out, then you need to have the means to defend and protect yourself. But hey, that's and, not a it, thing to fight back. It's not a
2: thing because you're going to get. You're not going to get fair prosecution there. No. It, like look at the McCloskeys, look at, at Rittenhouse, look at all of these. You're in in those left states, you are not going to receive a fair trial by a jury of your peers. That's not a thing. It's over. For now anyway. And so, like, you know, I saw the writing on the wall like three or four years ago, and it took me a couple of years to get out. But, you know, like the Chinese say, the best time to plant a tree was thirty years ago. The second best time is today. And so, you know, I, I know you guys in California love guns, love liberty, love your families. You're deeply embedded there. And uh, if you can't get out, I understand. But if you can, for the love of God, please do move. We, you know, we, we want liberty lovers up here and, and in other freedom-loving states. And uh, you will have a, a, a home here with a, a collective, a voluntary collective of like-minded people. It's real easy to find other people that you could form a fire team with in any of the flyover states.
0: But if you can't, and that's what we're talking about now, is how to prepare. I mean, I I mean, if I'm going to be prosecuted, I'm going to be prosecuted. But by God, I'm going to be the one standing, and I'm going to be alive.
2: Oh, for for sure. I just feel the need to really be explicit that if we see a coming, and we have a, if we see a hurricane coming, and we have a, a. a car that runs get out Yeah, full tank of gas. It's time to get in the car and leave.
1: It is totally, it is totally time to leave. And, and, and that's a uh, particularly stern lesson, uh, for people who are in, um, urban centers and in cities, Mm -hmm. um, because there's really not much that you can do for yourself. If you live in one of these fucking ant farms, um, and, you really want to get out of a major metro area well in advance of anything that's like really going down. Um, you know, uh, um, I'm, uh, I'm in, uh, I'm in like, leave it to beaver suburbs. You know what I mean? Um, I, I have a completely different situation, um, which is completely different than an, you know, a rural situation. Um, but in suburban and in rural, we have plenty of buffer yep. in the, in the city, you have zero buffer and, well, and, and, and area, area denial, right. And, and transportation denial is a super real thing. And if you have any variety, if you have, if you have children of any variety at all, you have a moral imperative to get them out first. Yep. All your shit can be replaced. You probably own shit that you
2: don't even fucking need
1: anyways.
2: (laughs) But even beyond that, it's smart money decision at this point. Like Cuomo is saying it quietly, but I did hear it straight out of his mouth that New York has a absolute crisis on its hands because the top 1% of
0: the money people are
2: moving out. Well, and they pay 50% of the tax base. That's and so right. you can totally expect those local economies and housing markets to crash. It's already starting to happen in San Francisco and LA.
0: When the top yeah. one so percent are a, moving out, that's a good sign that you need to follow suit. Uh, well, you know, yeah, that's, ab- that's absolutely the
1: canary, man. Like that's you want an indicator of collapse. There's that. Um, you know, United Airlines just um, ju- just laid off I, I think fifteen or sixteen thousand people. Like you know, mm-hmm. they they've been moving all these planes around, right? Having them kind of sort of fly their routes completely empty, right? Just just to maintain their routes and just and just to make sure that their pilots are still getting flight time. And you know, I'm sure that there's other you know more relevant reasons. But I'm not a yeah. fucking pilot. What do I know? Yeah. And um,
0: so getting their planes out of the disaster areas.
1: Well, I mean, there's that. But I mean, like you know, y- y- you have you have sectors of economy that are fixing to take a gigantic dump, right? And, you know, that's another indicator of collapse, right? Like all of these things, all these things that we've been speaking about are, are you know, uh, are all ultimately tied to a functional economy. And this country has been functionally shut down for months on end. And when, when you start having food disruptions, that's when you're gonna to start to have um some very for real p- uh, problems the problems the social problems that we're having that we're having right now are you know are the artificial sweeteners right because they wouldn't be happening if somebody wasn't interjecting and funding and- pr- providing material support right you just wouldn't have they, this coordination,
0: right
3: they. however however <laughs> right.
1: I know you're so fixate. You're so fixated on that.
0: I am the, because uh, there's somebody behind it.
1: There's like you said, somebody, somebody is
0: funding this. shit.
1: I'll give a shit who it is when I when I can fucking put a, you know a six two by thirty nine in the back of their fucking head. All right, <laughs> I'll be concerned about who they are then. That's who right? I'm going to deliver to you.
0: I'm going to find out who they is.
1: Well, uh, you you do that, man. I'll go on your speaking tour. All right, but you know, good luck with that.
0: No, I just want the, you to deliver the seven six two.
1: All of this social stuff that we having that we're having right now is still providing individuals with a choice of participation, which is ultimately the best thing in the world. However, when it when you start having economic stimulation of chaos, that's when you're going to that that's when you potentially will start seeing people who have a moral obligation to be cool and just keep going to work, not participate. But when when Joe the plumber doesn't have any jobs cause he was just laid off and now he's home and he's like, shit, all I've got is like a little bit of side work to do. And I'm not, you know, I'm not making the money that I was making, but you know, I've got this, you know, I've, I've got to provide food and like, you know, all this other randomy shit that, you know, we're obligated to, that's when it's going to get weird. And then If his local supermarket gets boosted because a bunch of assholes came in and just did, like, marauder-type shit, he's going to get
2: riled up. Yeah. A friend of mine tried to organize the middle class um, back in the 70s and 80s. He was a hippie. And he was trying to uh, get middle-class folks to um, protest in supermarkets because the bacon, they were were underselling— You know, they were selling, a pound of bacon was actually 12 ounces of bacon. It was shit like that where people were legitimately being stolen from um, in and around Detroit. I mean, I can't think of a better food to riot over than bacon. Exactly, right? But that was a trivial example, but he tried to get people to be active for themselves. And he found zero interest from middle class folks in protesting just about anything. Because they could make, they had health they had health insurance, their kids went to an okay school, and they could pay their mortgage.
0: What an effect in them.
2: The minute that middle class folks don't have much to lose, I it's completely on. agree with Jay. It is on. It's and, on. And, and there's so,
1: nothing that you're going to be able to do, and there's nothing that you're going to be able to do about it, and you will absolutely not stop it until it's done.
2: But the thing we can do as individuals is keep showing up to work, keep feeding our families, keep being decent. You know, that I I think it's still possible that the leftists can cause a great deal of trouble and shut things down, particularly if Biden wins. But if if we all keep showing up to work and whoever's working in the steel mill that's making my 4140 steel that I can still get easily to make gun parts out of bless you. Thank you for showing up. The truck drivers that are still delivering my stuff who have to pick it up from the port of Seattle. Bless you. You know, do it those you guys, I know who you are, who are actually feeding us, clothing us and bringing us our raw materials.
4: You guys are holding the
2: friggin' country together. So, we got to keep doing that as as long as we possibly can and that really does hold shit together. Comfort
1: is the glue that keeps the middle class from freaking huh. out and walking across the country, killing or either shooting or fucking everything in their <laughs> way. <laughs>
3: and,
0: and that is a great note to end this, uh, <laughs> this conversation on. I don't feel any better about any of this, but, uh, I am a lot more, more it educated.
1: It? There's no growth in, in, feeling good. You know what I mean? So
0: no, not at all, and 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 I should be growing like a mofo right now.
3: <laughs> but
0: I want to thank you guys for coming on and taking the time. I mean, I feel like Joe Rogan right now. I mean, I've done we've done three hours. This is this is amazing. Does it feel like we did three three hours to y'all?
1: No, not really, man. But you know, chaos so. is kind of my thing, man. Like I'm very comfortable being uncomfortable. So,
0: and give uh, give the League of Pirates a plug, Jay.
1: Uh you can check us out on the Instagram. Um, we're doing uh the league of pirates instagram uh we we just switched over and we're experimenting on the parlay or parlor and uh you can find us there at lop.actual what is that and we're,
0: i'm not familiar with what? parlay parlor what is that
1: oh man that's uh like f- sort of like facebook but it's um um it's supposedly much more conservative friendly
2: okay I'll have to check yeah, out that. Ron Paul is like the biggest thing going on it. And it is a, um, I'm not sure exactly what the terms of use are, but it is emphatically a free speech friendly place. Hmm. Uh, very libertarian. We're on there too, though we're, I haven't, I'm feeling like a boomer because I'm having trouble figuring out how to use the app. But um, yeah. <laughs> it's really great if a bunch of your listeners got behind it because. I'd love to start communicating on there with liberty-minded individuals and not okay. um, have to deal with what we're having to deal so with. I'm, with I'm interested. Facebook
0: I'm curious. Right so Leadheads, uh, if you guys are on Parlor or Parlay, whatever it's called, uh, shoot me an email, talkinglead.gmail.com. And is if, if it's something that you want Talking Lead to be on, let me know, and I'll look in.
2: Yeah, it's spelled uh, – I'll do it NATO phonetically or whatever you call it. It's Papa Alpha Romeo – Lima Echo Romeo,
0: got it. The app,
2: like Twitter, you know, Twitter, yeah. Twitter for conservatives.
0: Okay, and you do yeah. videos and shit on there too. Post videos.
1: You can do yeah, yeah. You can do everything that everything that you can do on Facebook. You can do on Parlor.
0: Okay, I'll look into it. So the I would, League of I would the League of Pirates is on there. Occam Defense is on there. I guess I need to look into being. On there. Cool.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah
3: are <laughs> you guys
0: you
1: guys still doing swag i'm 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 taking a break from swag right now i have some i have some new shirts that are going to be coming but what i'm really working on right now is finding a new flag vendor and um we have some other stuff that's coming up we okay cool. may or may not be having some uh signature rifle soon and um
0: well, you want to talk about your yeah. classes that you're doing or not
1: um well yeah you totally you totally can I mean, like, you know, I'll shamelessly plug anything. Um, I don't have anything posted yet. Um, because I'm waiting on finalization of dates, but Mm -hmm. when dates are, when, when dates are, um, available, we will have them amply posted on all of our social media. And I may or may not ever get my website actually, um, up and populated, but you can also find, uh, is that uh, something
0: you need help with?
1: Um. Yeah, you want to write some content for me? That'd be great. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna enlist.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna enlist some leadheads. So if we got any leadheads that are listening that want to help Jay out with uh, the League of Pirates and getting his website up and going, uh, shoot, yeah, me an email, shoot me an email. Talking Yeah,
1: we,
0: I'll vet I'll, you, but we'll put you in touch with him
1: that would be awesome. Uh, websites totally live e-commerce element is, is totally functional. Um, you can find us at, uh, the league Um, don't have any content up right now. Pretty much everything that I'm doing right now is, um, in meat space. And, um, and then all my shit posting is, is on the Instagram. Gotcha.
2: And I'll, uh, plug Jay a little bit, pump his tires. He has, uh, even though he's not really talked about it much, he has an extensive amount of experience, both training and uh, with some other cool guy shit. And so um, his his tactical training is good, really good, useful. And um, yeah, yeah, there's there's not a lot. There are a bunch of great trainers out there and there's a whole bunch of ones that aren't worth learning from and uh i've learned a lot from jay
0: apparently he's using the the right equipment he's using the occam defense solutions ods 1775 which uh, brian the sponsors of the talking let ak corner we've got our final season two episode coming up this month and we've got a kick-ass topic that we're going to be talking about i can't wait i'm very excited about our season finale episode
2: yeah, me too, and yeah, we we make rifles, unfortunately, for exactly times like these, um, and I wish I had been less uh, prescient would be the nerd term, but knowing ahead of time, but the reason we named the rifle 1775 is that's the year before 1776, and uh, so, yeah, that I didn't know I was making a nerd joke with that model name, but <laughs> that's the deal is that I was looking at the times, and I was thinking, yeah, I think... You know, Jay's talking about things running in cycles, and I really do not desire a revolution. I desire the spirit of independence and people becoming self-sufficient to the degree they are capable. And we try to make a rifle that will do the job for you when you need it. And uh, we don't ship a rifle that we wouldn't trust our lives to. So it's It
0: is definitely a battle rifle. There's no doubt about it in every sense of the word
2: well thank you yeah i'll disagree with you slightly that that typically means a a larger like a 76251 it is a fighting rifle i think is what you mean for sure and and, i mean uh, it's
0: a fucking rifle you can take the battle and all right all right it's gonna gonna fucking hold up and save your life that's what i mean yep that (laughs)
1: that's and i I can i can totally tell you that the that it definitely passes the um, the sniff test because it did pass the coconut test very, very simply. So.
0: <laughs> What's, What's the, the coconut, coconut test? test? Yeah,
1: You don't know what the fucking coconut test is?
0: It enlighten us and our listeners. Uh, all right,
1: look. So your rifle really ain't worth shit if you can't put a coconut down on the ground and crush it with the buttstock of your <laughs> rifle.
3: <right>. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> nice.
0: <laughs> that is awesome.
1: Because if it, if it will not crack, if it will not crush a coconut, it will not push a motherfucker's nose into the back of their head. <laughs>
0: yeah, it cracked my tile floor, I'll tell you that. <laughs> uh, yeah, big, that
2: hex dock is uh, is engineered for the coconut test in a big way. That is that was an explicit goal. Um, I'll, do a video,
1: I'll do a video for you on a coconut test. I got a bunch of coconuts that are just yes, about ready. That'd be awesome.
0: Perfect.
2: Perfect. That'd be great.
0: <laughs> so, so Leadheads, go and show them some support. Show them love. Occam Defense Solutions. Uh, they're on Instagram, they're on Facebook, their website. Brian will post from time to time, even though uh, he's back ordered out the ass, I'm sure. There's an occasional opportunity for you guys to, I guess they're unclaimed uh build or something maybe i don't know what you call well,
2: them yeah sadly a lot of folks are losing their jobs and yeah. uh, so we have some rifles we ask people to put 200 down just to show that they're serious and uh you know we we build the rifle to their order and then we call them when it's ready and sadly we've had a few people that that um it's not a good fit for them right now and so when those rifles pop up um, we catch them as early as we can in the manufacturing phase. So sometimes you get to pick your color, sometimes you don't. And uh, yeah, that, that can be a, a nice way to 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 shortcut the line. Yeah. Lead times right now are not crazy. They're about uh, 16, 12 to 16 weeks right now is what we're shipping. So um, as one of my mentors said quite wisely, never mistake the inevitable for the immediate. And oh. meaning that we don't... It, Judging when a hockey stick is gonna take off is is like predicting the stock market. It's not a thing, and so uh, you know, just because things look bad now, I I wouldn't you know if you if you would like one of our rifles, I would just hop on board and and um, get in
0: line. Get in line. So my point and, and, is, if you're in line or you're you're um, frustrated because the line is so long, keep an eye on his social media because sometimes these little gems will pop up. And you'll have an opportunity to get one sooner than...
2: 100%. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, it's pretty common right now. So every, probably at least once every two weeks, we're going to have one come up, is my guess, for the next, you know, probably eight, ten weeks, something like that, at the minimum.
0: If you get a pistol come up, let me know. Yeah, we will do. Um, so, yeah, uh, appreciate you guys taking the time to be on. It's been an awesome show. If you guys have questions, comments for Brian or Jay shoot me an email talking at gmail.com or you've got their um, their links now you can get in touch with them their websites their Instagrams uh, do you field messages on on Instagram Jay?
1: all the time actually okay. so, um, you know I I, I I don't know I'm flattered actually I'm actually getting a um, getting a lot of questions uh, come through the gram um, I check it very, very frequently
0: very cool, very cool. so uh, yeah. I there's there's again we could we could continue another three hours on this and um but we'll pick it up on another show you know there were some other things that you were getting into uh
2: well, oh voluntaryism and agorism yes and, yeah i think yep. we should
0: do a show on that
2: yeah yeah that's the actual anarchism this this nonsense that the black block guys are doing yeah. has nothing not, to do with anarchism at all it's not anarchism so, Market. so we'll do a we'll do a show
0: on that and get into that. But uh, again, like I said, the AK corner coming up this month. Uh, Brian's gonna be on there. We're gonna have uh, James. Wh- how do you say his last name? B- check. Bla- Balcheck. 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 James Balcheck, and uh, he's got a cool company called Factory 47, I believe it is. Factory 47. Uh, yeah. Correct. So you lead heads can do some research. Uh, a little bit prior to the show I'll do a posting and that's,
1: fact, that's factory with a K by the way Yeah F-A-K-T-O-L That's right like, 47 Gloriously AK-centric
3: um, and,
0: Brian yeah, will be is, joining us right? You're going to be joining us?
2: Yeah, yeah Better and be James,
0: last of the
3: season
2: Yeah, yeah James is a a really knowledgeable collector And builder of, of AKs And uh, he has some exceedingly rare stuff he's a nice guy with good friends not me i don't i don't give him any <laughs> cool. uh, but he has some other friends where, we're going to be yeah, talking talk about,
0: about we're going to be talking about markings on the ak-47 yeah. from around around the world how to identify what the markings mean and um just to help you better identify what it is that you've got or maybe what you're looking for on the rifles on the magazines and uh who knows what else we might get into but uh, we'll have the guys from century on and maybe another surprise guest that's coming up. Stay tuned. All right, guys, that does it for another episode of the Talking Lead Podcast. Appreciate you tuning in. As always,
2: keep your loved ones close. And your ODS 1775 closer. And remember with that, any fate but submission. Uh, oh, that's something good.